Another man done gone from the county from another It's Jax. What up, Dallas? Let's go. Martin Luther had a dream, but Freddy Krueger had a Ruger. Ex Malcolm hopped the picture, so now we back to the future. Now we back to these losers embracing death like they used to. Poking up, they just but listen, son, now you leaking that future. Huh? So who's the shooter? Hum, is it your man? Or was it a fan? Or was it a stand? Huh? Pop would beg to differ. In hindsight, I bet you he said he was not a nigga. Plus, Biggie Smalls was just minding his business, yo. Smoking an optimal. Somebody got the drop, the homie Biggie has got to go. And they couldn't stop it, no, I wish that they could Yeah, the world needs change, but man, I wish that we would So what a long frown, a man home from a four pound His blood ripples on the floor from the wall sound His mama sitting at the wake, hoping the Lord's found Another dead, another gone now, damn George Elliott said that it's best to be what you want to be Fucking do what you want to do So I do what I want to do Bet you did it to floss Bitch, I did what I wanted Bet you did it and lost Bitch, I did it and won it Shit, I'm never coming back Listen, I just want to rap Gee, I told y'all all of that On about a dozen tracks I don't give a fuck I just, I just, I just want to rap Spitting fire on this track Like a fucking thundercat Plus this mic is bleeding Roho This shit is a no-no Rolling in that low-low Plus I'm from that wall Need a folk, folk, smoking on my logo Ready for the woe, and we so, so Silly with the flow, somebody call a popo Heard the lanes, and I swear they so, so Too much love for the fame, just to go broke You said like I had the rap game and the troll card No, I think I got the whole world on the rope, though Gotta think of damn, dog, you crazy Is he the next Jay-Z? My crystal ball is hazy, but I don't know, maybe Welcome back to the Insane Check Podcast Your host, Chris, here And uh, we are back for, um This is not two weeks more We had last week off because of the invent, uh, end game, Which, you know I want to thank everyone who came out uh, to our screeners in D.C. and in L.A. Uh, for coming out and joining us for those and the live shows that we did here in D.C. Very, very successful. Um, you know, we always get nervous when we do these live shows and wondering if anybody's going to show up. And um, people always do. Like, we were, we, I mean, honestly, we really didn't know. We didn't know people were going to just show up to the movie. And then the two screeners, uh, the two live shows we had after will be uh, empty. And uh, Phenom says the, the folks, and shout out to Mary and the people of Spaces for, for allowing to use that space, basically said that they normally don't get that many people. They were basically like, you guys showed up and packed up a room twice. Uh, we usually, we can't get people to do that for just once. So um, thank you guys. Seriously. I mean, it's, uh, we always do these live events right now. We're just doing them just, you know, to, as a way to kind of gather with our fans and, and, and gather amongst ourselves. So. I really, 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 really want to say thank you for everybody who comes out and um, support on those those kind of things. Like we we enjoyed it. I mean, I think everybody enjoyed seeing the movie together, and then again, even sticking around and coming out and, and listening to uh, everyone talk about the movie afterwards. So um, thank you guys. And if you want to hear, like, I know some people are asking every quarter we did um, go to Where's My Forty Acres um, or the Tears of Orphans dot com, and uh, you can get the real name, the real name, the real name, the Tears of Orphans dot com. Um, and you can get, uh, the first live show is up there on their non-premium fee, but if you want the second one, you have to go, uh, to premium 40 to get that. So, um, yeah, uh, but check it out. It was a great time. It was a great discussion. Uh, the doctor was on the panel. Um, uh, Deepon was on the panel. We had a, a we had, had uh, Deepon led service. Right, right. Deepon was leading, leading the service. Um, 
And, and then we also had, I mean, Jax came in for, for I think, the first show, and then Joy hopped on uh, for the second show. So, um, yeah, and then obviously the Warden of 40 Acres crew was there as well, Twan, Deidre, um, and Phenom. Phenom kind of uh, being the moderator for the whole thing. So it worked out really well. Um, and, again, if you missed it, uh, head over there to listen to it. And, um, yeah, get your feel. Get your feel. So. We really enjoyed it. Um, so today, uh, you probably heard the voice on here. The, the, the person joining us actually came down. I'm really, really glad he came down uh, to be with us uh, last weekend. I, I got uh, Aaron from Black Astronauts Podcast. What's going on, man? What up, though? See, so the secret is about these events, we want to kick it, too. <laughs> like, that's, that's a lot of it is just being able to kick it with the community, man. Like, that's why I came down. I was like, I ain't going to be able to, you know, we don't get together very often as a as a community, and I, I, I definitely wanted to support y'all. And it was a great event. Like I was, I was very surprised at the amount of people that showed up. Like you packed that theater out. Yeah, I was. And, and again, I mean, I asked this in the theater, um, and I'm gonna ask while well, you're here because I feel like every time I ask it, I get yelled at. Oh, but um, are you gonna can, reveal the fan that asked? Huh? I'm just, I'm just, I mean, just you know, the fan asked this question, but I feel like I'm, I'm also asking because I had the question on my mind. Um, who uh, did uh, the Universal Fan Con have their Infinity War screener? Well, first of all, I'm not answering that question because what? I'm not starting with you this early. I'm what? we have not even started the show yet, I, and you I are mean, listen, man. I mean, we were right now you at the theater, and I, I was embarrassed to have to be the one. You know damn well they didn't do it. Well, I just find it interesting. Yeah. I just find it interesting that they didn't yeah. have theirs, but we had ours. We also had our Black Panther screener. I'm just saying, we did two in a row now, and they couldn't, they didn't, they didn't get theirs. I'm just. Well, I mean, I just haven't heard much at all from anybody. I, I will just... say this, all, all jokes aside, it, it is funny to me how it didn't matter. Like, none of it mattered. We, talk, we talked about that, though. We talked about it that day. The, um, we were like, yeah. shit is going to matter. The the it, the Universal FanCon uh, anniversary came and went, and nothing happened. Nothing. Nobody really seemed to matter. It didn't. You know, uh, the dudes are still missing in Nashon, and Jamie's over there acting like she wasn't the face of that 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 movement that screwed over some people. I mean, it's just it's funny to me. Thousands people lost thousands of dollars. Dog. Yeah. Yeah. No consequences. I mean, and, 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 and people are going to be like, oh, you just keep harping on this stuff like that. But it's, it, to me, it's a larger, it's, it's a larger thing. Of, you know, it, it, it's, it's a symptom of a larger issue here, which is, you know, consequences don't matter. They, they don't. We can't even, we don't hold people accountable for, I mean, and, 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 let me, and, and to be clear, what I mean by accountable is, at this point, just telling folks what happened and a simple apology would have gone a long way. But folks don't even have to do that anymore. At this point, it's just if I don't talk about it, it never happened. Which and then you bounce back. Then you bounce back, and it's back to back to being whatever, and nobody cares. Like that to me is the crazy part. Like this isn't about cancel culture, right? Because I think people feel like right. there's two choices: you, you cancel somebody completely, which never happens, and then or you just say fuck it, there are no consequences, and where I'm not even going to try to hold somebody accountable. Like those seem to be the two choices. And it's a false choice because the, 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 the first one canceling people never really happens in the first place. 
it just causes people to complain and sit there and pretend like, um, oh, you're being too harsh. Like, I remember when it came out, people were like, oh, you're being too harsh. I'm like, that's being too harsh. They'll be fine. They'll all bounce back because nobody ever holds anybody accountable for anything. Like, you couldn't even get answers. They postponed it so they didn't have to refund money. If they just came forward and been like, hey, listen, this is what happened. We don't have the money. We made some calculations. It was wrong. We are sorry. You know, we're going to work to... I remember when she gave that fake-ass apology where I'm going to work to make this right, and she never worked to make anything right. It's like, right. that to me well, I mean, but is... That was, but that was never the plan, right? Like, it's, it's three levels to this. Because you go from being like, how did this happen? To, oh, man, well, maybe they got scammed. Shit happens. To, well, now this shit is looking like a scam. And where do you go from here, right? Like, people all know this, and all you have to say is, hey, this is what happened. And leave it at that. Like people, we we talk about this. People will always give you another shot if you're trying to do something good. And they were trying to do something good. It seemed like, but the end point, end result is people just getting screwed over. And I've gotten yelled That's at before. Trap. Yeah, and I've gotten yelled at before when I tell people that it wasn't a scam. They didn't scam anybody. And and it's like, I think I think a scam. I think scam is being deliberate upfront. Like they deliberately knew that they were, this was going to be bad. If, no, I, I think, I honestly think what really happened was they got in over their heads. And, right. and, and, and this is something that beyond Universal Fan Con, beyond what happened with Jamie, Rob, and all of them, beyond all that, right? I feel like this is a, another huge issue right now in the culture. It's one of the things that sucks about, you know, social media, internet is people are so interested in putting forth this image of themselves that isn't real and it gets to the point where that image trumps everything and that it's more important to hold on to the image than to be true to yourself and that's something that i mean it's not new per se it's something that's always i mean when you're when we're dating people would say oh yeah i send my representative i don't send the real me you know it's like we've always done this but like it's different with social media now right like it now feels like if you fail on social media it's actually worse than failing in real life everybody it's the brand like your, yeah. your personality you still like i look at my like for instance you know i got a little cousin um who every single day on facebook mind you you know that normal person just working nine to five every single day throughout the day she's asking questions and getting hundreds and hundreds of people to answer her for no fucking reason just to do it i'm like what Ooh. That's every people's everyday life is to be famous and want attention. You, you know what it is, which is why. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm just gonna say we're. It sounds no. like it sounds like we're living in a Black Mirror episode. Yes, I've been saying that for a long time. Like, when did we? When did the? When did the reality switch? Um, is it when when Cap? Uh, you know, did what he did. Right. Um, no spoilers. I right. forgot where he was at for. No, no, but, you know right. what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it just seems like after Trump got elected, or a little bit before, it was like, shit just changed. Like, what the fuck is going on? Why is everybody acting so fake? Everybody is critical of everybody. Um, you can't do anything wrong. Um, and, you know, everybody goes to that point of, I ain't forgiven, I ain't forgiven. That makes people into psychopaths, man. Um, like, because everything you have no in your heart. Come on, man. It's it's turning it's turning into the cafeteria in high school. 
everything's yes. a click everything's this and and every, nobody's real anymore and 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 so and again this is not definitely this is not me excusing these assholes of what they did but it's showing that i i honestly believe that was the, that when it when it got too big it was like we can't come forward we can't say right. we're sorry we got to find some other reason for it not working instead of just saying we fucked up it's like nobody takes any and 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 so you go about the business you make up some lie you tell the people that are close to you it's like no this is really what happened and then you know if anybody you know Jamie, if anybody criticizes me, it's because of massage noir and they hate black women. I'm like, no, it's because you're actually a trash ass person. But you can't say that anymore because you've built this brand and the brand is stronger than the reality. And it's just like that. But that's what everybody. That's what that's what, that's what everybody's done now. Everybody's done. And it's this weird thing. And, and the only time that it switches is when you get somebody who actually is still a trash person, and then people come and go. It's like, oh well, you guys just don't let things go. It's like. No, 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 they're still being trash. Like Chris right. Brown. Like Chris Brown is still trash. He's a trash individual. People aren't harping on him because of what he did years ago and he apologized and moved on. It's like, no, he never really apologized and moved on. He continued to be trash. It's like we, we don't have that nuanced discussion and we don't have that that look that view of things. And it's oh, just like it, social media killed nuance. Right. Right. Like it, yeah. because everything has to be three thousand percent. You know, there's no there's no room for a conversation, you right. know, because you're because you're because you're acting out. You're in front of public trying to put on the best face. Everything is a show. It's ridiculous. It's just, it's just so weird to me. It's like and 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 and, and again, I, this is not me also just blaming like the people who, who get into this. It's like the social media companies have, have, have built this. I mean, you're oh, talking about yeah. this all the time. Like like YouTube is a fake area now. Because everyone on YouTube is doing something to, they're not doing things because they want to do them or they believe them. They're doing it because this is what works in the algorithm. And this is what can make me money. And it's worse than TV, with, with TV, in reality TV. Because now it's like you're constantly having these people doing things to be outrageous because outrageous shit is what the, the algorithm likes. It likes it when you're different. It likes it when you go viral. And when you've, when you've mon- when you monetize going viral, it's a problem, and and it's like I don't I don't know what the solution is because it's two things, right? When it used to be that you know going viral and and, and monetizing that helps people who are in marginalized communities and people who normally didn't get a voices, right? It, so it's kind of evening that playing field, but it also is kind of not a good place either, right? Because then what happens is when one person goes viral. Another person's going like, I can do that too. But yeah, or or that should have been me. And that should have been right? me, right? And so then let you get me, the jealousy. Them. Yeah, and you get the jealousy. You get the copycats, and it's just like, do do any of you guys believe anything you're saying? Well, and see, and then we run. Then you run into that, right? Like, I don't think I've I've made a, some good people on the internet, right? Like, but I I've known most of y'all for fucking 10 years right like i don't remember here within the last five years or so maybe even two or three um with that like building relationships like social media was intended to do i believe you know when when we all first got on there yeah like I just don't get it man yeah it's, it's crazy because it's like i i would think that you know 
we've all kind of remained the same. And, and no, no, actually, no. Let me change that. No, we haven't. No, we've we, we absolutely we, we, have not. We've we've grown to be better. Pe- we we've grown to be better people. Like, and I think it's because yeah. we all kind of check each other and let each other know. Hey, hey calm down. Like we we've all grown to be better people. But it's not when I say we we, we haven't changed. We haven't changed to going down that route, right? We haven't gone like. Rod and Karen out here having vice in their off uh, in, in their houses doing videos, but they still my niggas, right? They still they they still the same people I knew, you know, what five six years ago. Like it's it's they haven't changed. It's not different. Like I know I've seen people when they get that come up, they change, and it's and again I'm not blaming those people because I feel like that that then becomes the image you have to hold up. It's you know what it is? It's, it's hitting me because everything we're saying, it makes sense now. You've now, you've now made being a celebrity easier. So now every person, you're not really a celebrity, but you kind of are. Because now everybody knows your ins and outs of your life. You're having to put on this public persona because if you don't, people will have something to say about you. Uh, you feel like you have to uphold this image because you have all these random people who don't really know you, but feel like they do. Uh, and, and when you do something that's, that's atypical or something they don't like, they then try to tell you you're changed and I'm not going to follow you anymore. You, everybody's become a celebrity now, you know? Yeah, and, but, and, but in the reality, nobody's a celebrity. Well, right? well like, I, don't, I don't mean like the fame you, and fortune thing. I'm talking about in times, in terms of the eyeballs, right? In terms of the right. eyeballs and stuff like yeah. we put on, because that's, that's the thing that people talk about celebrities, right? Celebrities always talk about, it's like, yeah, you say you want to be famous, but you don't understand how lonely it is because I have my, everything I do is by a schedule. And if you ever go and look at some things and look at what, like, some of these influencers have to do, like, I'm like, you're not really a celebrity, but you're on a celebrity schedule. You're like, Bruh. I got to do this. I like, got to do this. I got I to take a picture of this. Where the YouTube streamers and shit like that all have like depression from actually having to stream 14, 15 hours a day, cutting videos for eight, 10 hours a day, not having a life like, but they, they feel like they're celebrities and they don't want to let people down. And it's a mess, man. You're, you're absolutely I can, right. I didn't think of it that way. I can, I can imagine. Well, that, and that's what I get to. It's like, you're, you have all these people, but you're so lonely. And I, and I, and I realized that when I tried, I was like, yo, we'll be on Twitter sometimes. And I'm like, like people never understood that. Like my young people on the internet was never like the, it was like the thing that I do on the side. Like I'm literally doing work at stuff at work. And I'm just like, huh. like one hand's doing work. Other hands over here, you know, trolling people, like trolling the trolls back. Right. It's never that serious to me. But I realize that a lot of people do find it that serious. That that is their thing. They literally become the 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 meme of the person living in the bottom of their the mom's house with Cheeto dust on their on their on, on their on their chest, streaming at the people on the internet. Like that's the thing. It's like you this has become your life. And you become so hooked into it and it's um it's not good. It's it's not no. it's 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 not a good thing and when and, and and so that's why it's always funny to me when you know I don't care about how many followers I have like I it's just something I don't fucking think about it. like I got a bunch of followers but I also know that ninety percent of those followers aren't real like ninety percent like Ava DuVernay follows me on Twitter I she's probably muted me by now right she might still follow me but she's probably muted me like 
I, it's not a real follower. Like I can't just hit her up. I can't hit up Ava online. Like I hit you guys up and be like, "Yo, can you come on the Insanity Check this weekend?" Like I can't Ava, do that. She, right? That's not. Good. That's that's not that. That's not a. So that's not real. Like she might follow me on Twitter, but that doesn't mean anything. But to a lot of other people, that shit does mean something. And and so it's like I always find this out because like it's always funny. Like I see Rod dealing with it all the time when he talks about something. And he you know Rod doing the thing that Rod has always done. Rod's a com- Rod talks on the internet. He has conversations, he does his stuff. Rod has not changed in the entire time, at least not in that way, in time time, you, if you ever follow Rod. Rod was the same way when he had 100 followers as he is kind of now. He might be more aware of some of the conversations he's having, right? But he's always right. done this, right? So it's always funny to me when I see, see people going, oh, because he's got a blue check. Everybody going, oh, this is blue check Twitter. Oh, you're doing this because you're a blue check. I'm like, no, this nigga's always done this. Like, this not, he's not yeah. doing this. Because cause that blue check don't mean shit to Rod. That blue check doesn't mean anything. To you all, it means something. Because to you all, you think that's, that's an achievement. But it really isn't. I mean, it's just... It just means that you got a lot of niggas that follow you. Not even that. It just, <laughs> it, no, it means, it means that you've been, you're, you're kind of a public figure. and maybe Because I've seen some people that have less followers than me with a blue check. It doesn't, yeah, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean popularity. It really fucking doesn't. Right? It doesn't mean you're a celebrity. There are people with blue checks. You're like, why do you have a blue check? It's like, it doesn't mean any of that. But people have come up with this persona that that is the achievement. Because if you think about it, there is no other way to distinguish yourself on a social media platform if you don't have that blue check, right? You're just another right. nigga on the internet screaming on the internet, right? And nobody wants to be just that. Nobody wants to be, you gotta, you gotta have hierarchy. You gotta have, you know, so it's either follower count. And follower count didn't work because some regular niggas got follower accounts high. It then became, well, you got to have the blue check. The blue check means that you're legit and you're real and you're this and you're that. And I'm like, it really fucking doesn't. I mean, if you guys think of it that way, but it's fine. But, but that's become, that, that's that. the thing. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, for instance, I always use myself as an example. Like, look, uh, I don't have the most followers. Don't need to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's, my business is my business. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have my friends who I associate with, associate with and then I have my podcast uh, app. You know, like, I was, up until last year, I didn't let follow people that listen to the show into my Facebook page. Uh, Absolutely me for, not. Me, me for the longest time, too. You know, like, it, it was like, it took so long, and especially when I had my daughter, I was like, oh, absolutely not. Because I'm not about to try and change the way I interact with people because you want to get a glimpse into my life. Right, like, but most people want that. They want people to be in their business. I think they, they want people they, to be. They think they do. I, I think it's. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, they think they do. Right. Until they actually get a little piece of celebrity. Like, when we, when I, we first started our show, we I used to talk about it all the time. Like, we had people that were actively, like, saying the wildest shit to us. And I had a person that was literally stalking me. You know what I'm saying? Like he had, he found out where I stayed. I had to change some shit up, and you don't want that. Like people think they do, but they don't. You know what I'm saying? Think about it. How many times we had to deal? I I personally have had to deal with people that have emailed and said, "Hey, we're gonna do this and do that," or just you know, like try and interact with you in a way that is uncomfortable or they get too close. Um, but people think that people interacting with you all the time is the way that you sustain. Uh, that's how you get money. 
right? Like that's how, that's how you get get some type of bread, and that's the furthest thing from the truth, as we all know. Because you clearly have what what I think you're up to like a hundred thousand now, some crazy shit like that. For what? Followers. Who me? Mm-hmm. How uh-huh. many you got? I only got fourteen thousand followers at most, uh, just under fourteen thousand. Uh, I thought I, I swear I thought you had more than that. I think that's probably Rod. Rod, Rod I think Rod's over or some ridiculous right now. But like, mm. but here's the thing. Again, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean shit. Like, I don't have fourteen thousand people downloading every episode of this podcast. So to me, it's like they're. I mean, hey, nice. Like, it. it again, it's just so. It's, a, it's such a funny thing because you'll see people and they get this fear of missing out because they see you getting something. It's like, oh, you're just saying because you got. 14,000 followers, I'm like, I, I didn't know my, my follower account until you said something to me. Like, I only check it when somebody brings it up, and I'm like, oh, well, okay. It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't, it doesn't matter, because I also know that most of those people are not supporting, the, listening to the show. I know most of those people are that are not being premium. Like, I care about the people that listen to the show and the people that download the numbers that, and download the podcast. Which, like, that's it. Those are the, those, out of social media... Those are the groups that matter. If you tell me, like, I've had people come in and have these arguments with me. It's like, I'm going to unfollow you. I'm like, do you listen to the show? What show? Yeah, nigga, goodbye. Like, I don't give a so? fuck about you. Like, like right. you know, motherfuckers will be like, yo, I'm going to block you now. I'm like, and I'm going to go back to not knowing who the fuck you were. Like, but, 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 but honestly, that's not normal. A lot of people actually care about that stuff. A lot of people actually feel some kind of way. And I'm just like, and, 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 and it's not, and so it goes, going back to what we were saying about this universe fan con thing, that became a brand. It became something that they had a brand that they were going to represent. And they'd been, they'd all been building this brand of, we're going to represent the underrepresented. We're going to do it right because all these other people do it so terrible. And at no point did any of them realize that a lot of good work goes into that shit. You know, not saying that it's easy to sit there on the sideline and complain about certain shit, it's a whole other thing when you have to do it yourself. It's a whole other thing exactly. when you put yourself on the line. But so many people don't want to do that, right? And so what came down, what it came, honestly, what it came down to with, 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 with the, uh, the blackgeeks.com and with Black Girl Nerds led by Jamie, and again, maybe they're changing their way, but I don't think they are because I think she's still there, um, was that it's all about the brand. It's easier to say you're doing things when you're not really doing anything. You guys are talking to somebody who, listen, I'm in a film critic association. I get early access to press screeners. I go to, to conventions as press. And let me tell you something. There's nothing fucking special about us. Nothing. There's nothing special. <laughs> all right. There's nothing special that, that separates, you know, our movie reviews for somebody who has, who's officially Rotten Tomatoes approved. There's absolutely nothing between that. There's nothing that separates my reviews from somebody who's starting reviews out now. So if you want to do that shit, just fucking do it. Like this, this idea of that they, they know something goes on. And that would always used to piss me off when I would hear them say, well, yeah, we're doing, and I'm like, yeah, but that's not how that works. I know that's not how that works. I've been in that room. I know that's not how that works. It doesn't go that way. But when you can present that, it's one thing when you, it's, it's one thing when you're sitting on the sideline and then you're presenting that image and nobody outside knows, right? It's like when you, right. um, I've been seeing it with this, uh, with, with the anti SJW crowd, right? Where they'll, like, uh, um, that, that one group, uh, Bounding in the Comics, started that rumor about how Marvel was forced studios to show Captain Marvel, which is why Captain Marvel oh. came in second last weekend. And immediately I'm going, like, that's not how that fucking works. That, that's not how that fucking works. That doesn't work that way. We actually also know that Captain Marvel is already not in some theaters because it's coming up on the end of its run. 
some theaters it is in there, some theaters it's not. Marvel didn't force anybody to do it. Marvel didn't buy empty, uh, buy, buy, buy theaters. They didn't do. Why would they do that? That doesn't make any fucking sense. How is buying, how is buying theaters going to help them make money? If anything, it's losing the money. That makes no fucking sense. You know, when, when Grace Randolph did the whole thing about how she, she heard about the super secret meeting where Kathleen Kennedy was going to get fired. Uh, as somebody who kind of knows what happens with press access, I'm going to go on like, you have, you have no idea what you're talking about. Like, that's not how that works. Like these people will sit there and go, like, she was like, oh, I had a super secret uh, press screen. I'm like, it's not super secret. Like I was in the same screener, like not in, not in your, your, your state, but like they we have these all, screeners. That's all, the thing. We're, we're all, are. We're, we're, like, all, we're all there. That's not, it's not special. It's, there are actually people for, there are actually people, regular people who just got GoFobo, uh, got, got, um, yeah, GoFobo uh, passes and came in too. It's like, it's not secret. It's not this thing. But, but in order to push your brand, you have to make it exclusive. You have to make it seem like only you have something in order for people to go. And so that's what they did with Universal FanCon. I was like, we're going to do this now because they, they talked themselves up into believing this. They talked themselves up on the internet. They talked themselves up on social media into believing that that 100,000 followers or whatever the fuck actually is going to translate into let me tell you guys something right now you can go to we had at that time we had more premium subscribers and we had almost double the premium subscribers than they'd had on patreon let's say we did mm, but 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 i mean but 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 the thing about it is because you don't see that we don't we don't we don't we don't use patreon so that number doesn't show for us nobody knows so like and so when you can kind of massage the, the thing in the background and build the brand up and build it as being exclusive and build the thing up, you you have people thinking that you know what the fuck you're doing and you don't. And when things then when things f- fail and they f- and or or you start ha- or you start stumbling because let's be honest here they stumbled at first when those tickets weren't moving like they should have. Yes, sir. They could have made things. He, look, they, look, let me, let they me, should have cut them prices and started pushing people away. Like, look. We look, can't afford this. What can we do? Look, we can't afford this. What can we do? We start. We we started selling. We we started selling our tickets for for Endgame, and they weren't moving. And I immediately came out to the team. I was like, "All right, cool. Let's start thinking about what we can do to do this." That's why we got the two shows. We were like, "Hey, it looks like people came. We're buying tickets, but they were buying tickets basically because they wanted to hang out with us afterwards. So let's make two shows here, so we can get so so. And you know what happens? People showed up. We came. Well, we discussed that. We didn't wait until the last minute. We didn't wait until the week before going. Hey guys, we haven't really sold any tickets. Let's go. We were like a weekend. I was like, you know what? These aren't moving as fast as the Black Panther tickets. Let's think about what we can do to kind of increase that. Right? You don't. You don't get like you, you do that. And it wasn't just about you know social media. It was making actual changes to tickets. It was actually reaching out to people in real life and talking to people we knew, and inviting friends, family, and things like that out to our event to make sure that we could do that and letting some people know, hey, listen, let's do let's do that. Right? Like. They didn't do that. They made it seem up to the day that it was canceled that the shit was going to sell out. But Chris, the, the thing is that you have to realize you were working within your means, like right? Like the, the shit was already taken care of. You were are you were worried about getting the money back? That's the thing. Like the things were already paid for with them. They was cashing checks with no money. Like how do you how do you? begin to put on an event hell we tried to do an event had the money and still was like eh, it's not enough time so how do you put on an event that takes two years you you did promoted this for two years and forget, you were casting checks forget that though no money but and, and the thing again 
I think the idea of it having to be the biggest, best, and, and, and most, most awesomest right out of the gate, it fucking screwed them. It's like, let's not, let's, not, let's not take away from the fact that they did raise $57,000. You raised $57,000. You weren't any fucking slouches, right? You weren't some slouches. You weren't some bums. You actually raised the fucking money. You won. At that moment, you won. But then it became somehow it wasn't enough. It then became, okay, we raised $57,000, but we can't throw this extravagant convention with $57,000. But, we, but we've, we've been telling people online, and our brand is extravagant. We've been telling people that it's going to be better than Comic-Con. It's going to be better than all this. And I'm like, fuck all that. You have $57,000. That's something nobody else could fucking do. Right. Like, take that fucking people, win. Listen, people want to work with burgeoning cons all the time. Take the fucking like, win. They're like, they're like, please, get us some more money. Let's get more vendors. You, It's ways around making an extravagant and having a nice event for that amount of money, as long as you play within your means. No, take the win you know? and, move, and move on. But they didn't. And then it, it got out of hand. And then instead of, again, and then instead of just taking the loss... And coming forward and explaining what happened, they all went ghost. They all went ghost. And again, it became like robbing them just disappeared. Like, I own the blackgeeks.com now because they just disappeared, pretend like nothing ever fucking happened. Who the fuck knows where they went, right? And then Jamie right. did a whole Jamie Jamie basically gave, got a got a got a got a got a PR person to help her with her image and went full PR with it. Which is why she did the whole thing of she's just act she's she's uh, acting uh, editor in chief whatever the fuck she is over there back or she's still running shit everybody knows she still runs shit the Patreon still has her fucking name on it everything goes goes to her so it's like you know like it, it became about PR and protecting the brand and protecting the image instead of just being like hey you know what I fucked up I fucked up I I betrayed your trust I'm gonna spend the next year earn that trust back. I'm gonna spend the next year, you know, atoning for what we did so that you know what? We postpone it. We're gonna do something again next year. We're gonna do something. And you know what? It'll be free. I'm gonna get people to come in and back it or something. Like something, right? None of that. None of that. And it's just like but but again and again, I don't cause I don't wanna just make it about them. This is what everybody's doing now. Everybody's doing this now. Everybody's doing it as a brand, and it's honestly become exhausting. I look at online, I'm just like everybody's just kind of pretending. Well, that's the thing. You also can't, you don't know who to trust anymore, right? Yeah. Like you don't know who's trying to be your friend or who's just trying to get something out of you. You know what I'm saying? And that's a lot of it. Like from, and it's not necessarily for me, you know, like I, I'm pretty good and pretty uh, quiet about, you know, the things that are going on in my life. But like, there are people that I know for a fact build bonds only so they can get shit out of them. And yeah. that, that shit annoys me to no end. Because you can see it. Well, and, you know what I'm saying? And then becomes, All the performance. Yeah, and it's, it's like, so, so what's the point? Like, do you have any real friends? You can see this when people talk about things. I see people talk about things like relationship online. I'm like, you guys don't know how to interact with people. You know, I get it all the time. People come to me and they'll say something stupid to me and I'll go off on them and it's like, Oh, you just don't want to have a conversation. I'm like, motherfucker, you came at me at a hundred. We ain't having a conversation. That's not a debate. You know, you don't just, first of all, you don't walk up to random people in the grocery store to have a debate, right? If you see me, if me and you are talking out loud and me and you are talking about like, oh man, I really love Avengers and stuff like that. You don't, and and we're in the grocery store. You don't as a random person come over to me and go, 
yeah, but Avengers fucking sucks, though. And if you do, and, and an argument entails after that. You had it coming. I had it coming. Like, people don't understand that shit about me. It's like, yo, listen, if I quote to you somebody that says something dumb, it's like, I invited that shit. Like, I'm not having a debate. I don't go to them and be like, man, I'm just trying to have a debate. No, 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 no. That was my, that, that, that's on me. Whatever happens after that, I started that shit. But if I say something like, it was like after Endgame and I said the uh, thing about, I was like, yo, Zack Snyder could never. And I never even said Endgame in it, right? And then for like three days, they kept coming. Oh, you guys just, you, you just, in his head, I'm like, are you guys searching his name? Are you guys like, seriously? Hey, think, think I don't know how you do it. Think, think I have it. no idea how y'all do it. Well, you know how I do it? It's not real. Like, that, uh, and, well, and that's how I look at it. It's like, at any point, I just stop. Like, they, they're probably still in my mentions. What happened was, I just muted them and went about my business. Like, I had, there was one day, there's one time I was literally in the gym. And I was in the gym for like an hour because I was running on the treadmill. I was doing, I did like three miles on the treadmill. And, and I was watching, I figured out that LA Fitness had, I finally realized LA Fitness has a Wi Fi and I could watch my shows while I was in, in the gym. So I was watching, like, I think I was rewatching, I was watching Legend of Tomorrow for a review the next day. I mean, maybe even that night. And, um, I get back and I have like 50, 50 fucking notifications because the people that were arguing before I went to the gym were still in my mentions. And I'm just like, I just went mute, 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 mute. All right, fuck it. Like, like I move on. Like, it's not real. And I look at that. Like, these people are not real. Obviously, and also, a lot of these people aren't right in the fucking head. And I don't mean that in a, they should be committed. I mean, people are going through some shit and yes. they latch out. And so they, 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 they find this one thing. And, you know, it's that, th- that joke about, are, you, you, are y'all fin- finna argue? Yeah, people do that. People pick fights on the internet because it gives them purpose. We know that. Well, do. yeah, and it, it gives them power, yeah. right? Like, they, it, they have the power to do whatever they want. They can be a different person. Mm-hmm. They can be that person that um, doesn't take any shit or uh, uh, the one that secretly just hates Zack Snyder or loves Zack Snyder and, is going on there just to defend it because you're tired of hearing all the negativity in your own life, right? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, like, nah, no, no, not doing that. It's just ridiculous. Like, like I said, it it just, this was not supposed to be the opening of the show, but it also just reminded me of this. It really wasn't. It really wasn't wasn't supposed to be over the show. I had something totally else, something totally else to deal with. But like I said, it's just one of the things that kind of got me because I've kind of, especially now that I've, I have this new job, a new position at work, and I'm just not on all the time. And so I, re- I, I, you, when you stop being on so much, you realize like, oh shit, no, like it's a lot of people in the world that just never interact with this shit. So there's like, that, yeah. So there's that. I still like having it up so I can at least see and be informed because I'm like, I don't ever want to get where I'm not informed of what's happening because I feel like social media does break a lot of news. But I also realized I was also I also realized that like not being there twenty four seven or not not responding all the time. It's like I also haven't missed anything. Like I haven't. I was like, oh, you're still being trash. You're still still doing this. You're still doing this. You're still doing. All right, cool. I didn't miss anything. It's become it's become almost boring because you can almost almost predict it. You can almost yeah, predict it's like it. yeah, it's a cycle. It's like oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, it makes about sense. Um, 
I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back, and I'll be back by the end of the week and see what happens. Like it's just it's 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 become a cycle. So it's like I don't also don't miss anything. Like I keep it I keep it just just in case, just to keep you know make sure I know some breaking news. Like you know, hey, somebody died, or you know, hey, maybe you know, you know, maybe maybe some Trump's resigning or some shit like that, right? But um, <laughs> you know, right? You know, a nigga can hope, right? A nigga can hope. But like for the most part, I'm just like, yo, I really haven't missed this because you guys really aren't saying anything, and honestly, it's become a waste of my time. So I can actually not even waste. I can I can step away and not have lost anything, and then come right back in like nothing ever happened. So it's like, yeah, no, it's easier. So having a daughter has made everything so much easier, mm. bro. Like I don't have the only time I'm on social media now is is when I'm posting pictures of her, right? Like. All my free time is usually with her. And that right there in itself has made me such a more relaxed individual. Because, you know, when you're on social media and all you see on your timeline is negativity, negativity, mm-hmm. negativity. It's like, ooh, ooh, I need to take a break. That's why people always talk about, oh, I'm going to take a break from social media. Yeah. You shouldn't have to do that. Well, you, like, shouldn't. You, should. well you shouldn't. And another thing, too, about it is it's like, that's also how people get in the bubble, right? So like right. you, you yeah. get so sick of it, you're just getting your bubble. And so and I'm not saying you like, and that's where we like. I, I know you're like this, and I think I'm trying to be like this too. Where you, you got to find that middle way in where you're not completely in the bubble, where you go completely offline, you go completely, and so you don't know anything. So then you come back like ten years going, be like, what's the deal with transgender people? Like you know, you're not doing. You don't want to be that person, right? But at the same time, you can't be all on social media because it is all encompassing. And honestly. It does give you a false sense of. It gives you a false sense of everything. Cause I don't want to say it gives you a false sense of. It, it it can either it can either tell you that everything is fine, or it can be like the world is falling and the sky and, and the sky is falling and 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 everything's about to blow up. Like there's no balance. Either everything is okay or everything's on fire. There's no in between whatsoever. And if you're not careful. That is depressing, and that can wear you out and, 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 and make you go crazy. It's like, it's the reason why, you know, sometimes I'm like, yo, sometimes I'm just going to talk about comic books right now, guys, because uh, everything else is... Listen, I, I always make a request when I, when I come on the show with Chris, like, look, we got to talk about something like too, dog, because uh, we know we're going to talk about some fucked up shit, right? Like, it, that's how I've changed, like, I looked at how I changed my show. Like, my show started to get really, really negative um, towards the beginning of the election. And I was like, all right, we got to start moving it up because all we kept doing is being angrier and angrier. And, you know, like being off social media helped a lot with that as well. I mean, our movie you know? trailer reviews and, and the movies reviews we did were born out of that. Like for the longest, like the reason why the site for the longest time is switched from the insanityreport.com for those who have been been following us a long time, you guys have you guys have been through the phases. Start off with insanityreport.com, with Insanity Check being the main show, and that was it, right? Every now and then we throw in some movie reviews, things like that. Then it was like, yo, we got so I want to say it was like what was it was like 2013, 2014. I got so Jeez, tired of. You said what? I said, was it that long ago? Yeah, it was long ago. Because then we switched over to MovieTrailerReviews.net, and it's because it was like, yo, I can't do the politics stuff anymore. It's too draining. It's too much. I got to switch over. I didn't want to get rid of the insanity check, but I was like, yo, I got to focus on something else. That's when we started switch, we switched over to MovieTrailerReviews.com, uh, dot, dot net, and that's when we started doing like um, the other shows. So we started doing 
you know, movie reviews, then that's born into like a Super Tuesday recap, and then that then came the character corner, all that other stuff. Like that's what happened with that. And then we decided, okay, let's merge everything in mtrnetwork.net so it's not just movie reviews, right? And and that was the thing because it was you're right. It's like it, I can't like the the, the beauty of the Insane Check is we can talk about whatever the fuck we want. And then all the other shows exactly. on the network, all the other shows on the network, pretty much are are entertainment shows, right? And it's, and it's for a reason because like you, I I can get the politics in all those other shows too, but like just general news, it's just. You know what? This is a good segue into this. Let me just tell you, this is what we're going to do. We haven't done this segment in a while, but I'm going to do this segment right now. Oh, boy. I'm excited. I think I know what it is. (laughs) Go ahead. We're bringing back Do Do You Sci-Fi Bro. And, um... You know, for the longest time, we I stopped doing Do Do You Sci-Fi Bro for a while because it seemed like everything was, was, uh... Everything was robot based <laughs> and AI based. Um, not today. Like I, I, I was going to talk about the story anyway, but I felt like it's, it falls under sci-fi. But it also just shows you how terrible the fucking world is. So I'm gonna read this and tell me this doesn't sound like it's out of a sci-fi movie. Cruise ship in Saint Lucia quarantine over confirmed measles case. Saint Lucia. Uh, excuse- Coast Guard confirmed the vessel bears the same name as the one owned and operated by the Church of Scientology. So it's not just, it's not just. Wait, not, wait, 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 wait. I know, that, that was the thing. That was, that, was, that, was the, that, was the bar- that was the lead that was buried. Okay, okay. They, they buried the lead on this one. Because I, I saw this one on Facebook. I was like, oh, cru- that's bad enough, right? But then when you find out that it's basically a religious cult. Okay, is the one no, that no. is quarantined from measles. Nigga, this that, is every. That, that's from the onion. I don't believe that. That's from the onion. Nigga, listen. I could not believe it. I was like, this, this, that's too on the nose. No fucking way. No. It, yeah, yeah. I can believe it because people are, are, people are crazy. At cruise, I don't know yeah. if you knew this or not, but people are insane. We got measles back. Measles. Oh, did you see the one about the uh, bubonic plague? Just hold on, just hold on. We we getting we nigga, we getting all this. We just <sighs> measles is back. We got measles yeah, is back. bubonic plague. Wasn't that the one with the cats or something like that? Oh no 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 no. Here I I thought a it, put it, in the I saw the article I'll, yesterday. I'll, or today. Find, find it and put it in the chat. I'm I'm gonna read this one and we'll get into the. I, what are we doing? A cruise ship with nearly 300 passengers and crew were ordered to quarantine in the Caribbean port of St. Lucia after a case of measles was confirmed on board, Island Health officials said on Wednesday. One of the female crew members has a confirmed case in St. Lucia, which, if this is a Scientology uh, vessel, that means that definitely the crew member is also a Scientologist. And the St. Lucian uh, authorities said that they've been working in, in close consult- consultation with the Pan American Health Organization and Caribbean Pul- uh, Health Agency. The ship has been under quarantine since Monday morning, officials said. Uh, measles is a highly contagious disease. Anyone who is not adequately immunized against measles can contract the disease if there has, has been close contact with the confirmed case. According to a statement issued on Wednesday by Dr. Uh, Marlene Fredericks James, the, the island nation's chief medical officer, it is therefore likely that other persons on board may have been exposed. The ship's doctor has, has the confirmed case in isolation on the ship, doctor, uh, the doctor said. The individual is in stable condition. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Ow. Like, how, how, is this, how is this happening? 
Like, didn't we? Nobody's watched a movie. Nobody's watched a movie, huh? Like, once you get rid of a disease, how does it come back immediately? Why? Well, because people decide that uh, uh, vaccine, vaccines uh, cause uh, autism. And so, therefore, they, um, which, by the way, let's say, let's, let's say it doesn't. But let's say vaccines cause autism. Would you rather have an autistic child or would you rather have a child dead by measles? See, that's the thing. People don't even understand what they're saying when they say, oh, my God, I might give my child a disability, right? Like, they're, and, and, they're and, saying and, and, they and don't. And, and what type of hmm. autism is it? What type, what type of autism does it cause? Because, you know, autism, like, people, people don't even, like, there's not even really a good, like, definition of and, 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 and an idea of what autism is is right because there's different types of autism and there's different types of ways people uh are autistic it's like what does that even mean so you're willing you you you're just saying that it causes autism so you're willing to allow your child to be open the to problem any, of you come on what's going on must stop Hold on. Oh, problem with you raising vaping. the legal age oh yeah yeah let's do that yeah sorry sorry this uh ad automatically played but um yeah 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 what are, what are we what are we doing what are what are we, what are we doing? Uh, Saint Lucian guard uh, Saint Victor Victor Theodore told NBC News that the vessel's name involved is named Free Winds, which is the name Free Winds, which is the name of a four hundred and forty cru- foot cruise ship owned and operated by the Church of Scientology. <sighs> hey man, what do are are we living in a bizarro world? Like, did we really pivot? Because some of these news articles that we read every time I'm on, it just gets like crazier and crazier. Like every single week I'm that gonna, I'm on. I'm gonna get this like, bubonic plague one. I'm feeling Yeah, you you should. I'm gonna get this bubonic plague one in a minute, but another measles one. Adults near California measles outbreak may need another vaccine vaccine dose, CDC says. Most of the measles cases during the recent historic outbreak have occurred in children, but adults are in high risk like UCLA or California State University, Los Angeles, where people are exposed to the virus and may need to get another dose of the vaccine, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Um, this also reminds me, we read this on the Nerd Off yesterday, but the, the measles case at the midnight screening of Avengers somewhere. I can't believe it. I don't know if oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that one is like, you know, whatever it takes. I mean, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. I mean, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. I mean, that, that's, the, uh, that's one thing where uh, worth it. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. Hey, they, I'm gonna jump out there. Worth it. Did they, they? They didn't die during, like, die of measles during the movie, right? That that they is saw it. that is one of those. That is one of those. But did you die? <laughs> but did you? Right. Did you, but did you die? I got I got measles when I watched, went to go watch Avengers. Yeah, but did you die? No. All right, I mean, then, nigga, what you complaining about? No. <laughs> right. <laughs> did you go back? Right, nigga. Come on. <laughs> um. How many times? Adults born before 1957, where the vaccine was introduced, are assumed to have immunity from the disease, but adults born between 1957 and 1989 may have received only one potentially weaker dose or no doses. Uh, most adults were protected against measles. That's what the science says, uh, as is uh, Dr. Nancy Messonier, the director of the National Center for Immunization and Respiratory Disease at a teleconference, uh, including individuals who were born before the measles vaccine was recommended. recommended any people who only got a single dose of measles. 
When the vaccine first came out, there were two versions. One was less effective than the other. And that combined with the fact that most adult, most older adults don't have access to their childhood medical records makes the immunity status of some adults unclear. Giving children two doses of the vaccine became routine in 1989. One dose of their current iteration involves 93% immunity, according to the CDC. And second slash raises it, the, the, um, the immunity level, the, the raises the level to 97%. I, I still just, measles is back. Measles is back. Measles, measles is back because, and, and, and this goes to the other thing we were talking about too with social media. It's like, there's always been anti-vaxxers, just like there's always been flat earthers. But when you start letting them have the internet and they can reach more people, and now you can connect now, these people. They can group together. Hmm to make themselves feel like there are more of them than there really are. And then those people start getting the dumb people. And then here we go. We're back in measles. It, it all of a sudden comes back to the idea of, well, I'm not alone anymore. But sometimes I want those people to be alone, right? Like that's, the, that's, the, the, that's the thing about social media that we haven't talked about. It's like people go, it brings people together. And I'm like, yeah, but like it's also bringing Nazis together. It's bringing anti-vaxxers together is bringing flat earthers together i kind of don't want those people together i kind of want those people to kind of live off on their own and die on their own like i don't need those connect like that's that's the thing that is now happening with this right which is why things go into a cycle you're gonna start seeing the crackdown on social media and and internet and things like that because we're like oh well you all can't um you go you guys you guys can't have nice things because when you guys yeah, well, try to give you nice things, you guys act like idiots. And it doesn't help that the, well, and we'll get to this later, it doesn't help that the, 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 the social media companies are encouraging it. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, they, they want this to happen, right? Because it just means more money for them. The more the people, <clears throat> I don't want to sound like conspiracy, brother. Just please don't take it that way. But the more people that are distracted on social media, the more people that are involved and more ingrained to where their entire lives, like, there are people that use Facebook as their login for everything. Their whole life is, like, tied up in Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. So now you stuck. You, you, you in there. You don't want to, because, you know, we're lazy. We don't want to keep doing stuff that we don't have to, you know? And that's where they got you. So unless the government, which I highly doubt they will, come in and say, like, hey, things need to change, I don't think it'll change until generations from now. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, no, and it, it's not even just as as because it, it it sounds like a conspiracy, but it's not. I have this article later on too, talking about Twitter and white white nationals why they won't get rid of them. It's because these mostly white dude bros found these companies and the idea again, just like just like the 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 push was to go viral now is to go viral now on social media. These dude bros made these companies to make millions of dollars. And, and you got to remember that a lot of them don't know how to be profitable outside of engagement. Outside of engagement and, 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 and ads, but they're facing a, a pushback on that because if you're using ads, well, you got you to gotta then be a little more regulated on the content you have there or people aren't going to want pull to their, pull their ads. So they have to push engagement. They have to push users. And how do you get users engagement? Well, you start letting people that probably shouldn't be on there stay on there. because. The negative, the negative drive, drive the conversation. And so, you know, we'll, we'll get into that. I'm going to read the bubonic plague one. We'll get, get to that in a minute when we talk about the coward Jack Dorsey. Um, bubonic plague. Uh, I have to check the date on this. It's, it is five, 
3.19. Bubonic plague terrified tourists quarantined after Black Death outbreak in Mongolia. We really are living in the end of fucking times. Bubonic plague is back. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, man. Passengers like, have, it's ridiculous. Passengers have been taken off a plane, put on a medical supervision over fears that they had in contact with a couple who died from bubonic plague. They died from bubonic plague. Uh, emergency staff is in protective clothing boarded the plane, which has arrived in a Mongolian capital. Uh, they were deployed amid concerns that the passengers had been in contact either directly or indirectly with a husband or a pregnant wife. Oh, wow, she was pregnant. Um, right. 38 and 37 who were from Ugili who had died from the disease on April 27th. 11 passengers from West Mongolia were held in an airport and sent immediately for a hospital check, while more than 150 others were examined at the airport. The couple said to have contracted the disease, the killer disease, after eating a marmot, which is a large squirrel. Oof. Damn. Oh, man. It's fucking crazy. Right. They, yeah, like, we, we're all the way back to the fucking Dark Ages with the bubonic plague. See, I remember last year when we were talking about this when they, they had it in cats. Like, they were finding cats that had bubonic plague, and we're like, why are we having cats? What is going on? What is going on? It's uh, fucking ridiculous. And, and we can't get people to even take care of themselves. Like, you can't, like, just imagine trying to get people. You can't get people to do a measles vaccine. You're going to sit there for a bubonic plague va- vaccine? Come on, guys. So kind of kind of going into this, piggybacking off of this, and um, kind of we were talking about before, uh, there was a Vice article. Uh, it says, why won't Twitter tweet white supremacists like ISIS? And it says, because it would mean banning some Republican politicians, too. A Twitter employee who worked on the, works on the, on the machine learning uh, believes that a proactive algorithmic solution to white supremacy would also, ca- cap, would also catch uh, Republican politicians. Yes, because they act like white supremacists. Um, at a Twitter's all-hands meeting on March 22nd, an employee asked a blunt question. Twitter has, a, has largely eradicated Islamic State propaganda off of its platform. Why can't it do the same for white supremacist content? The executive responded by claiming that Twitter follows the law, and a technical employee who works on machine learning and artificial intelligence issues uh, went up to the mic to add some context. As Motherboard has previously reported, algorithms are the next great hope for platformers trying to moderate posts of their hundreds of millions and billions of users. Uh, and that should be scary. We've talked about this before. Leaning on an algorithm, because this, this goes back to, what we, I've, you know, when I was doing, you know, a DVM side fiber all the time, and it was about the, basically about the sex robots, people laugh, but I was serious about the fact that most of those people that are making these bots and stuff like that are white. And what people don't understand about algorithms, people will sit there and, and to this day will try to sit there and explain that algorithms aren't racist. And but I'm they like, code their bias into the algorithm. You, it's you. impossible not to. Thank you. The machine learning, the, the, the deep learning algorithms have to be programmed by someone. You have to teach these things. That's what this is. Like, I've, I've, gone to a, I've gone to a machine learning conference before, right? It's very interesting. It's very, it is the future. I am not saying that none of this stuff works. I'm not saying I'm in this, I'm in this field, all right? I'm in, I'm in the tech field. I'm never going to sit there and say, no, nah, burn it all, right? I can't. I'll be talking myself out of a job, right? <laughs> however, however, the problem is that, and people seem to overlook that, machine learning and deep learning, you still have to have the person, you still have to have somebody teaching the machine to learn. And it's no different than when you teach a young child about race. If you are, not, if you are teaching young kids that slaves 
were were were, were really just uh, uh happy servants. Yeah, happy servants. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember, wasn't you on? Wasn't you on yes. the show with the with the with the with the, with the um the 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 what, what? It was like some little video game, wasn't it? What was the fucking game? Oh, wasn't it the which one was it? Oh yeah, it was a video game from Steam that had the racist. Uh, it was like a slave game or something had, like that, and it was like and it had and it had John Henry in it. I don't know if it had John. It might have, but it was just bad. And you're just like it was. But it, but it, but again, if you have somebody, if you're teaching kids that they learn up growing and thinking that slavery's a long time, we're over stuff like that, why a computer would do the same thing? And 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 and, yep. and and we see it already, right? We see it in in things like um, there was, there was an article that came out. I didn't have it. I didn't have it here, but it could also have been a do you even sci-fi bro? The idea of um, self-driving cars are more likely to hit black and brown people because the algorithms aren't being set up to 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 recognize the different shades of skin color. They're being tested. So again, this, this is how you create racism in these algorithms. If you're only testing against a certain shade of skin, if your test cases only allow or only serve to recognize two genders, if you're, 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 you're only having um, men test, of, test this, if you're only having something to test out on one kind of body type, it's like that's how you build bi- a bias into an algorithm. You haven't tested it for all the youth cases, and you haven't left room for it to expand to, for other inputs. That's how you build this in. So going back to this article, um, with every sort of content filter is a trade-off, he explained. When a platform aggressively enforces against ISIS content, for instance, it can also flag innocent accounts as well, says the Arabic language broadcasters. Society in general accepts the benefit of banning ISIS for inconveniencing some others, he said. In separate discussions verified by Motherboard, the employee said that Twitter hadn't taken the aggressive stance approach on white supremacist content because the collateral accounts that are impacted can, in some instances, be Republican politicians. The employee argued that on a technical level, content from Republican politicians could get swept up by algorithms aggressively removing white supremacist material. Banning politicians wouldn't be accepted by society as a trade-off for flagging all of white supremacist propaganda, he argued. And that is where the racism comes. Because it absolutely would. Society would be okay with that. If society took a stand and you started treating white politicians like, like white nationalists, like ISIS, and they can no longer get a free pass on the shit they say, guess what you're then doing? You're clean out help. Like this, this is where social media could be used to help clean up society. If you sit there and go, yes, we are banning Steve King because Steve King is a white supremacist. Yes, I know he is a current a member of the House of Representatives, but he is also a white supremacist, so we have banned his content because we do not think we, that, that content is not representative of society. Guess what would happen? Well, two things. One, his stuff would not spread. And two, I guarantee you, the next person trying to be Steve King wouldn't. Absolutely not. You've now made a con- what you, what, like, and, and this is where we get angry at, the, 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 this is where the lack of diversity in these tech companies shows out because they say this, like they said, there's like the idea of in society in general, accepts the benefits of banning ISIS for inconveniencing others like Arabic language broadcasters. What society, what part of society are you saying? Because actually, no, what we're going to say is you should probably find a better way to tweak that algorithm. Because 
there should be a huge difference between Arabic language broadcasters and ISIS. You should be able to distinguish that. If you can't, then your algorithm isn't good. That's, yeah, that's the other part, right? Like how lazy, how, how involved do you want to be? How much money do you want to spend on getting this right? And, and you know, again, because companies is all about the bottom line, right? And if you're, you're going to tell me that, if you're going to tell me that this is the best algorithm to do, and this is what we have to accept, maybe we would accept it if you didn't then go and be hypocritical on the other side and saying, but we can't then ban these white politicians for doing the same thing. Because here's the, here's the, here's the other difference too, right? Like Arabic language broadcasters are false positive. These Republican politicians, they're not false positive. Your algorithm is actually fucking working. Like if your algorithm swept up Steve King when it was when it was scr- uh, uh, when it was scrubbing white nationalist content, guess what? It's not a false positive. Steve King is actually a white nationalist and a white supremacist. You is actually doing his job. That's the thing but, that drives but, you crazy about this fucking article is that it's like you gave an example of what you do do when your algorithm fails and you're saying it works. But then when it does work, you're like, oh, no, no, it's broken. No, it's not broken when it gets when it sweeps up those white politicians. It's not broken. It's doing its fucking job. It's actually flagging and telling you these guys are styling just like these Nazis over here. We should scrub this content. And you're going, ah, but, you know, are they, though? Are they? Like that's when you that's when they're making a conscious decision to say, no, guys, it's it's not really like this, but let's make sure that we get all these black and brown people whenever they say something. We got to make sure we get them. We don't want any of those people to have any voice. And the you more know what I'm saying, but yeah, just put politician right here. He's good. And, and the more I think about it, it's like, you know what, though? This is like everything I said before was wrong. This isn't about the algorithm. This isn't about because going back and reading this now. This Twitter algorithm actually fucking works. Right. That's not for the most part. Yeah, like it, 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 it works. You, if they focus on the false positive of like the Arabic language broadcasters, they could tweak that. But this other they're going on constantly saying that we are not going to use it for this group of white supremacists over here because we're afraid it's going to get this other group of white supremacists that we we think that shouldn't be, which is bullshit. It is completely bullshit. And it shows you the double standard and it shows you the racism. You know? It's just like even when the algorithm is working, you still have a white person in the back going, we're not going to use it because we don't like the results. The results are... So now you tweak the algorithm, right? Uh, So we just put it off just a hair. Just a hair. And then that that one hair, you know, cascades. Like, I mean, like I really want people to understand what they're saying here. Like, cause, uh, the more and more I think about this, the more angry I'm getting. I was already angry. I was already like, this is bullshit. But it's even crazier now. It's like, our algorithm picks up white supremacists easy. It gets the, the, the Nazis. It gets the, the Republican politician. It gets them. We decide not to use it. But when our ISIS filter picks up the false positive of like Arab, Arab, uh, Arabic uh, language broadcasters, we keep it on. Knowing, Just in case. Knowing, knowing that is getting false positive, knowing that they're not, it shouldn't, it shouldn't filter to them, we're doing it anyway. Even though we know these people, we know for a fact these people are getting swept up in this and they're completely innocent. These other people over here, we know are being white supremacists, 
but because they drive and get, and this is the part that's missing because those white supremacist, white, uh, white uh, Republican politicians drive engagement, we right. can't get rid of them. That's the missing piece of this. That's the piece that none of these people, this is a piece that, that Mark Zuckerberg, that Jack Dorsey, that none of these people that are running these, these companies want to say is that if we get rid of the white supremacists, we then lose out major on engagement. And we also don't want to be the first one to do it because then we're afraid that somebody else will pop up and give them a space and then everybody will go over there. And I'm like, let them. Let the white uh, supremacists let the white supremacists go over and have their own little network. But they won't. They won't because you're not gonna you don't want to give that up. You don't want to do it. You don't want to give up. And then every now and then they'll come in and they'll do something small. Like I think Facebook recently banned uh like was it Alex Jones, a bunch of other white supremacists and throw in uh uh Louis Farrakhan as well. Which by the way, just just letting you guys know, just so you guys know where I stand is, fuck Louis Farrakhan. Don't care. Yep. Oh, <laughs> say, take him to like th- this, That's cool. This, this is not an example of Facebook doing both sides. There is just one side. Like Louis Farrakhan's a fucking bigot, and so yeah, he should go fucking too. Like get the fuck out of here. I'm the fuck out of here. All right. Um, this is this is not one of the oh they're just throwing a black man in there to make it vote. No, that's not what they did. That's not what they did. He's fucking trash too. Um, but Facebook did that. But it's just like that was a response to uh the um the article that came out before that basically said that somebody who had done, who was doing some clearly white supremacist stuff didn't, their content didn't get banned. They didn't get filtered. So that's what this is. Like these companies can do this stuff at any point. Alex, and the name that they had, let's see, was like, they should have been banned years ago, but you didn't, yeah, but you're doing you're, it, you're doing it, you're doing it for publicity. You're doing it to, again, protect the brand, to protect the brand at any cost. And everybody should be, everybody should see through it. It's just fucking bullshit. It's all about the brand, Chris. You know, like that's, that's the, that's what this show has basically been about so far. You know, protecting their brand, people protecting their brand, making the money off of it. You know, protecting that money at all costs. It's, yeah. The the argument, yeah, it's ridiculous. The argument that external experts made to motherboard aligns with what the Twitter employee aired. Society as a whole un- uncontroversially and un- unequivocally demands that, that Twitter take action against ISIS in the wake of a beheading video spreading far and wide on the platform. The automated approach that uh, Twitter took to eradicate ISIS was a success. I haven't seen a legit ISIS supporter on Twitter who has lasted longer than 15 seconds for a two and a half years. Um, said an extremist re- researcher at the Institute of Strategic Dialogue. Uh, society and politicians were willing to accept that some accounts were mistakenly suspended by Twitter uh, during the process. For example, accounts belonging to the activist group Anonymous that were reporting ISIS accounts to Twitter as part of the operation called Op ISIS were themselves banned. That same eradicate everything, uh, everything approach applied to white supremacy is much more controversial. Most people can agree a beheading a video or some kind of ISIS content should be proactively removed. When we try to talk about the alt-right or white nationalists, we get into dangerous territory. We're, where we're talking about uh, Steve King, or maybe some of Trump's treats, uh, tweets, uh, so it becomes hard for a social media company to say that all this content should be removed. No, it isn't. This is well, the yeah, that, I think it's still a private platform, right? Like you still have rules and regulations, no matter who it is. This isn't like people are making this hard. If you can do the other, and and again, nobody nobody wants to go down that route of saying that the reason why you were okay with the first sweep and, and p- pulling in some of those accounts that 
um, weren't, um, who were mistakenly suspended. Like, it's no, it's no surprise to me that they mentioned Anonymous here. They should have mentioned the actual Arabic broadcaster, the, bro- the, the brown people that you guys mistakenly, that's what it was. Nobody, you, you're not saying it. This article is saying it, but not saying it. Nobody cares when it's black and brown people that are swept up by mistake. But when it's white people, that's when it's a problem. Which leads me to another what? article that was, oh, go, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say that it, it, it leads me to another thing that is like, like a little segue. I wasn't going to do this one right now, but it was a story about the, um, the police officer who, uh, yeah, uh, the ex-Manapolis police officer, Muhammad Noor, was found guilty on murder and, and manslaughter charges in the 2017 shooting death of Justine Ruseski. I can't say her name. Ruski? I don't, I don't know how to say her fucking last name. This is the one where the, the, the brown police officer shot the white woman. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was found guilty within a year. Found oh. guilty of third-degree manslaughter. Oh, wow. uh, found guilty of third-degree murder and second-degree mans- uh, manslaughter. Uh, he was acquitted of second-degree murder. Um, he's going to jail. Uh, and her family is getting $20 million. <laughs> How much? $20 million. Wow. Wow. And again, here's the thing. Good. Yeah, I mean she, that's. I'm just saying, like, but at the same time, that wouldn't have wouldn't have flowed. Wouldn't, wouldn't have flowed, yeah. flowed, flown if it was a nigga. And and that's the point. Like nobody wants to. Ha- like I'm like that other article about the Twitter thing. It's making a it's making a good argument. You're right. Society is okay with one and not the other. We should have a conversation about that. We should call that out where we do. Because what you're saying here is that the only people in the society that matter are white people, which then goes to the idea of that's white supremacy. That's white supremacy and white, white privilege. Again, this case here, absolutely, absolutely should have gone to jail. He shot this white woman for, you know, and... Absolutely. Right, should have gone. But again, if it had been a nigga, he wouldn't be going to jail right now. And and the Minneapolis police, like he got thrown under the bus. Like the Minneapolis police department was like, we don't know this nigga yet. They basically turned on him quick. Again, could have been a white cop, black victim. Well, I mean, Philando, that just happened. That was in Minnesota. Like we have actual accurate proof of this shit happening. It, It just this is this is the this is the, this is that bullshit. This is that bullshit. It's like, come on. What are you doing? You know how you you know how to solve this. You you and we can have a conversation like and that's what bothered me about this motherboard article about this stuff. It's like you're almost there. You're almost like you're almost having good reporting, but you're 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 not you're not going down the next level. The next level is then to challenge them on this idea that okay, but why? Why does society say one is okay and the other isn't? Why? Because that's an important, that's an important question to ask. It's a very important question to ask. And the answer comes down because, well, they're white and they're yeah. not. Well, then, they, I, then I ask, because again, thinking about this, is like, what parts of society said it was okay? Because it wasn't the white, it, was, it wasn't the black and brown ones. You know? It wasn't. Well, why? Why is but, it? Why is it? Why is it the be, the beheading videos were society said the beheading videos are enough, and then we're gonna do that. Okay, but you can show videos of black people getting shot by police day in and day out, and, and go viral with that, and that's fine. Why is one okay and one's not okay? 
Like, let's have that conversation. But we don't want to have that conversation. So yeah, that that's not that's not the conversation that motherboard would ever get to, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, like me personally, I think that motherboard does a, a very good job on some of the pieces they do that are investigative, uh, like dealing with social media. But this was they almost like you said were almost there. Um, they just didn't breach the topic um, for, for, uh, far enough, you know. So I, I just I don't know, man. Like. With this whole situation, Chris, I, it's, it, it leaves me to lack of words a lot of times. Like, how do you, how can we stop it? How is there's no solution because it's out of our hands at this point, mm-hmm. you know? And it, and we would have to rely on an administration that we know clearly doesn't give a fuck and wants these uh, entities to be in chaos. So, yeah, good luck. It's ridiculous. Uh, last thing, this is actually what's supposed to lead into the story about the Twitter thing. Uh, I do want to put here in front of this, not The Onion. I'm not even going to really read this story. I'm just going to read the headline. But j- I just want to let you guys know, this is not an Onion headline. This is not a fake headline. It's a real headline. Trump and P- Putin discuss Mueller report and agree no collusion, White House, White House says. <sighs> Nigga, when I tell you, I had to make sure, because I saw that it said, so that's got to be an onion headline. Then I was like, no, it's not an onion headline. It says NBC News. So then I started going, well, maybe it's like NBC News dot like CSC. Or it's like, you know how you know how people make those those parody shows, parody sites now? Yeah. So it looks like it's NBC. Right, right, right. Like it's, it's uh, NBC News dot NE dot com. And it's like, what the fuck is this? What is this? Is this right? Well, I don't know what's going on. No, it's really NBC News. This is a real fucking headline. Like, t- Trump and Putin got together and talked about the Mueller report, and then the White House decided that, that was a good thing to put in the headline and say, they both agree that there is no conclusion because... Well, that clears clearly everything up. No lying. I'm glad they had a nice conversation about it. I'm sure it went well. I'm sure Putin uh, told him what to say. Unpopular opinion here. I honestly don't believe that Trump himself actually colluded to do anything because honestly, Trump is too dumb. I think the people around. uh, I think think the people. Yeah, I think people around him did. I think Putin played played him like a fiddle because he Trump is easy to fucking play, and I believe spy. Yes, and, (laughs) and I believe that Trump is just a fucking moron, and I just. But again, it's nothing to do with that. But it's just like he's too fucking dumb to collude. Just like, just like when people, I was like, for a lot of the conspiracy stuff during the George W. Bush years, really was uh, uh, really Dick Cheney. And I always say back then, I was like, because George W. Bush is a fucking moron. He's a fucking idiot. And again, this goes yeah. back to another thing too. It's like, why, why are all the Republican presidents idiots? Why are they all so fucking dumb? And I have to remind myself, like. I think we, I said it before and somebody thought it was weird, but I, I believe our country operates on a sixth grade reading level. Uh, well, mm, okay. So I gave my little girl, this kind of off subject, still on subject. I gave my little girl uh, her first set of comic books, Good Daddy Achievement Award, you know, and uh, she started reading some of the words. You know, she's at the age where she's starting to read. And I was like, sweetie, you should be able to read this. This is okay. You know these words. Comic books are written at a higher level than the newspaper. Paper. Newspapers are written at a sixth grade reading level. 
That means that they expect you at most any document you have to be at sixth grade. That's the average. They don't expect you to. They don't expect you to be able to read past sixth grade in anything. Government documents, I believe, for the most part, are sixth grade reading level. Like, that's pretty much across the board, dog. So you wouldn't be wrong in a lot of cases. It's just ridiculous. Fucking idiots. We're all fucking idiots. (laughs) No, no, no. There are a bunch of fucking idiots. I, my friend, am not one of them. No, no, I'm I'm talking in in general as all of us is just, it's just, damn it. I mean, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I was going to the next story. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, it's good. Um, so I was seeing a lot of these things, too, about, um, let me see. Yeah, so here we go. This is a good one. This is, um, so everybody knows I've been, um, I got, a, I got, a, I got a new position at work, um, and it's been kicking my ass. Like, I, I, I apologized before about, you said what now? <laughs> I said, you got to do real work. Oh, yo, it's fucking crazy. I actually got to do fucking work. I'm not used to it. Like, it's like, I actually got to do fucking work. I'm just like, I just can't come in and, and, and wing it. I can't come in and, 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 and oh, fuck, okay. People actually come to me and ask me for things. I'm just like, God damn it. Anyway, um, so uh, I've been seeing a lot of these people talk about people being lazy and work, and it goes back to this whole idea of um, hustling and, oh, you got to hustle, you got to do all this stuff. And I'm just like, we really got brainwashed in this country. So here, here's this article I saw somebody posted online, and they were they were roasting it too. But I thought I want to talk about it right now. Um, our, and it's from this, this site called the Financial Samurai, and it says, "Are are there really people who only work forty hours a week or less and complain about why they can't get ahead?" Yeah. Excuse me. Oh, right ahead, Chris. You go. You take that one. I. Excuse me. What I, was gonna, I was going to say something that was probably going to be <laughs> taken the wrong way. Because there, yeah, of course you dumb up. Like of course. There have been a number. There have been a du- number of data points recently that have caught me off guard. Apparently, there are people in this world who actually work forty hours or, or a week or less and complain why they haven't gotten ahead. I understand that if you're retired, a student, handicapped, or underemployed, how you might work might not work forty hours a week. But I've only heard about places like France where people work less than 40 hours and start going on strike if they work more. They're happy. People in France are happy. <laughs> like, the, like people in other, there are a lot of countries where shit is fucked up. But those countries where they are working decent hours and their wages and their living are like well taken care of, they're happy. They don't want to leave. You know what I'm saying? Like, can you imagine if people actually only worked 40 hours a week or worked less than 40 hours a week and actually like could relax and maybe, I don't know, spend time with their families and shit like that. You know how much better this world would be? Hold how much thought. less stress would be? Hold that thought. I'm gonna come back to that in a second. I'm gonna read the rest of this little piece right here and then I'm gonna come back to that. Working 40 hours a week or less is fantastic if you are happy with your income or career and career and not bored out of your mind and can get away with it. Unfortunately, I am neither skilled enough to do what I want with the little amount of time, nor do I have the courage to work so little for what I am being compensated for. Sounds like a fucking personal problem to me. Um, I think yeah. I would probably get a get fired if I worked that little. Besides, I have at least 60 hours of work energy in me a week at the age of 40. 
Might as well utilize it before it fades because I've used, I, I used to have 80 hours of work energy in my 20s. Or go on a vacation and live life. Or work a hobby or enjoy your family or any number of fucking things. Like, I was gonna, what I was going to say when you were talking about that is I actually think 40 hours is too much. Oh, absolutely. 40 hours a week is too much work. Um, because when you factor in everything else, like you're not really, for the most part, pretty good. And, and, and I want to dispel some myths here. The higher up you get, like I'm working now, I'm actually doing some, some real work. Right. But I'm still looking at the stuff I'm doing. Like a lot of it's still kind of like meetings and stuff like that. And like it's stuff that we could probably not have to do this, or I could do it at home or I could don't have to be in the office for it. Right. Even like we, we use an agile, you know, I'm not going to get into what agile is and all this stuff. And we do scrum meetings, stuff like that. But when we do our capacity, when I make our capacity for my team, I do it at like, I, I don't do eight hours a day. I do it like six. I'm like, oh, you're going to have lunch. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And you're going right. to check your emails, things like that. We never do a full eight. So it's like, nobody's ever working. You know, no. And there might be times when you surge a little bit. I don't mean like that video game, like, surge crunch. or crunch Super i'm like that crunch. i mean like there's days when i'm like all right cool you know what i'm gonna say a little bit extra i'm gonna work that i'm gonna work 10 hours but guess what i take that two hour and i subtract it off for the rest of the week and then i'm going home early on friday like that's that kind of shit like i flex my time a lot and i'm like so this person here when they're talking about this shit it's fucking stupid it's fucking stupid uh this is for some reason my article how much do the top earner uh, income earners make by percentage continue to get random commenters who turned the simple question into a political and social debate about why the rich should pay more taxes and the lower 50% should be paying even less taxes. One commenter says, I'm out of touch with reality when I, when I explain that anybody who really wants to be in the top 50% of income earners, $33,000, uh, can do so if they wanted to. All you have to do is work. Wait, 60, wait how, much, how much is the 30, top? 33%. 33000 Yeah, yeah. That's it? Yeah, no. Again, we, I've done this before on the show. If you go and look at what the actual incomes are for, and, and that might be an individual, right? It's probably for an individual. When you think about yeah. a family, yeah, when you think about a family, and when, they, when you, people said they go a family income of $100,000, what that means is both, both people making $50,000 a year. That is bank for a lot of people in this country. Oh my God, yeah. That would, That's bank. People would kill to have that. Right? He says they could do so if they wanted to. All you have to do is work 63 hours a week uh, at $10 to make $32,000 a year. He said that's a ridiculous as he can't make that work in 40 hours a week. No kidding. I'm like, do you just hear what you're, you're fucking saying? You want this person to work 63 hours a week at $10 an hour? Nigga, please. What? Are, what? No. Where, where's the rest of the, where's the work-life balance? Well, that's the thing. Like, it's a... The companies that actually give a fuck about you or the, like you, for instance, when I worked at Humana, not only did we get flex days, we could make our own schedule. We also got mental health days. We also had uh, like incomes where, hey, if I were to go to this concert, that's work-life balance. Guess what? I didn't do shit at that job. Like I, wor I worked when I wanted to work, right? and. It was the best thing I ever had. Like the fact that people think that those jobs are where you like really bust your ass are like greatly mistaken. You know, like I, I really wish I knew then what I knew now. I would have been in an office job a long time ago. 
You know what I'm saying? Instead of busting my ass. Like, the people uh, I feel bad for are the retail people. Yeah, no, they're even right? worse. They make even less and, 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 and get the same demands. Like, I keep reading this article, and the more I go into it, I'm like, it's got to be, a, it's gotta be a, a parody. And it's not. It's per, per fucking serious. Um, first of all, just going back, uh, 63 hours a week at $10 an hour, that's working seven days a week for nine hours a day. Nope. That's where do you break? My friend in HR said her firm is implementing overtime compensation for a certain level of worker who work more than 40 hours a week. I asked her why her firm was rewarding their, rewarding their workers for working hours they're supposed to work anyway. Now, 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 that, now. That, And this is where I was like, that's, this has got to be a parody. This gotta yeah, be a this has got to be a parody, it's right? Not, it's not. This can't be real. That's like rewarding the cable guy who comes in within the allotted window. She giggled and shrugged. If I'm the CEO and you command overtime compensation for working more than 40 hours a week, I'll do my best to refer you to my competitor to blow them up. This is a problem. Like, like let's, I'm, let's go down the route of this as a parody. It's not. I'm, I've been going through this person's stuff. It, it's not, right? Um, but let's say it was. The problem is there are people that actually believe this. There's people that actually operate this way in this country. You know? People actually think this. They, they actually operate well, this way. They think that you should work more than if you want to, if you want to make more, you should work more, which is honestly. Grind until, you know, I, grind until I die. Like, you know what I'm saying? No thing. sleep. No days off. I'm, I'm working, I'm working more since I got this, this, um, this new position, but the position also came with, with benefits of one, I got maxed out my, you know, maxed out my raise last year Two, higher visibility for me to get another raise this year. Three, I get more PTO per month. Now, uh, I, I, I add up more PTO, PTO per month now. Like, so I can go on more, I can go on more vacations and I can take that break. And when I do need to take a vacation, it's like, take your vacation. I put my time yep. in for my trip to, to San Diego already. I was like, okay, cool. Good. You're going to be gone. I was like, yeah, that's going to be the towards the end of the release. So I'll make sure that we were ready to go in there, but I'm gone that week and I'll come back and run this, you know, run after. Like, it's fine. All right, cool. Like. A blogger moved to a foreign country experiencing, uh, to experience location independent swims for hours a day. Worked about, 30, worked about 30 hours a week and said he's burned out. He's upset he's not making more than 1000 to $2,000 a month with his info products and online job opportunities. He's so burned out that he took a week off to recharge his battery. In other words, he took a vacation from his vacation. You think a full-time blogger working three, three to five hours a day that you probably post every day never burn out, but he only posts two to three times a week and writes that he's frustrated nobody's giving him a book deal. Come on now. Thousand to two thousand ain't too shabby for kicking back. The blogger's in his late thirties now, still lives in his mother's basement, and is finally t- but has finally taken hard work to the heart and is producing a pretty good podcast on living unconventional unconventional lives. Like this person sounds like every other every Republican that talks about work hard, you can succeed. This is bullshit. Pull, your pull, your, pull yourself by your bootstraps. That's not how this works. First of all, like working people forty hours. That's a terrible, like this person would be a terrible boss. Nobody would want to work for you. That crunch, this reminds me a lot of what, was, uh, what we saw on the um, Fire Festival documentary. All the people working all those extra hours, stuff like that, for no money, no pay. But people think that's how that shit's supposed to work. Bro, I, I, I remember when I first started working retail, I would, I would bust my ass. I'm talking about, uh, I wouldn't, Kendra would be, or my wife would be sitting there in the parking lot waiting on me. 
because I'm like, look, I got to get this money. You're going to be another 40 minutes. You know what I'm saying? And then it got to the point to where I was, they kept asking and asking. And I was like, you know what? No, fuck that. I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would, they asked me to stay five minutes before it's time to leave. Hey, man, we got 50 people in here. Well, should have scheduled better. Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? And I started valuing my time more. But most people don't think of it like that. They think that I'm about this money. I'm going to be happy. The money's going to make me happy. And it's not. Well, I'd even you say know? that it's like, I think people are, some people are like that. But I think also what happens, like, for you, it's like, it wasn't even about being about the money. It's like, you had... You have to live like in order you're afraid to say no, because if you say no, well, I have a job to come back to. Well, I'll be able can I can I operate? And, and a lot of these companies run this stuff with that, knowing that they can ask you and push you to do this and that and not give you any fucking benefits. You know, and, and you're going to beg like there was that one. Uh, she was probably joking, but I know people are like this. You're talking about um, she denies people's PTO. You know, and oh, she's like, yeah. I deny people PTO unless you got a doctor's appointment or something like that. I'm like, go fuck yourself. I, if I wake up tomorrow and I'm, if I wake up on Monday and I'm like, you know what? I'm not feeling well. I'm not coming in. And I send an email. That's it. There's no, when I come in on Tuesday, there's no, where's your doctor's note? Were you Bruh, really do sick? Do you know how many people are scared of that? Like literally terrified yeah. of that. And that's why I, I remember, mm-hmm. go ahead, like, you can't call off. Like there are people that literally are like, no, I can't call off. My boss is. My boss is gonna fire me if I call off. And, and that's part of the, that's part of the privilege you need to understand. Like I have that privilege, and I understand that people don't. And I'm like, that's not right. If you're not feeling well, you should be able to call in and be like, I'm not coming in today. And and that's fine. But I know a lot of people can't do that. And then you get assholes like this writing writing all this bullshit out about this, saying saying all this dumb shit about this is how it's supposed to work. And if you really want to succeed, you need to put X, Y, and Z. And it's like. Motherfucker, you do realize them people that, like, I'm not going to say that the people above me don't work. They do. But when it gets time for them to take their vacation, when it gets time for them to have their fun, they have their fun. They have their vacation. They leave. They come in late. They, they enjoy the benefits that so many other people below them wish they could have, right? It's, it's right. like, yeah, you might put in, yeah, you might put in 60 hours a week during proposal time. But one, you vol- you probably volunteer for that. Two, you're probably doing that specifically in knowing you're going to get something out of it, like a promotion or uh, a, a new opportunity and things like that. If you, don't, my job is always telling me it's like, hey, listen, like my PM comes to me all the time. It's like, listen, I'm going to be hopping this meeting about contracts. If you want to be on it, you can to kind of learn that stuff. If you don't, and I always tell her, it's like, I'll make a decision by the, by how I feel that day. If I want to be on it and I want to learn that stuff, I will. If I don't, that's fine. That's it. That's it. What it is. Same thing about when it comes time for, for proposal time, it's like, hey, do you want to learn more about proposals? I was like, for a long time, I was like, I didn't because I know you guys work a lot of hours, but I kind of do now because I'm kind of liking what I'm doing now. And I would like to be involved in that. So it's like, I'm volunteering for that stuff because I'm actually interested in it and I want to do that. With That's the direction I want to go. It's not a requirement. Like, I don't need to do that to succeed. And, and that's the difference, right? It's like, you know, you know, going to the things we talk about with the video game stuff all the time, the, the crunch there, like the crunch you hear about, like people doing with uh, the, the, I think it was Mortal Kombat, right? It's fucking ridiculous. Yep. That's, that's absurd. Yep. You can't, you can't do that for that. Um, I, I saw the thing about, um, for, and I, I'm, I'm, lo- I'm going to love this game, but like they didn't get the original voice actor for, for Claptrap for um, yep. Borderlands 3. Or, uh, and they were basically yep. like, cause they wanted him to do it for free. And I'm like, excuse me? 
Yeah. What do you? I. What do you mean they wanted him to, to do it for free? They weren't going to pay the him. Thing. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like it's everywhere. It's it's all levels. It's all um, forms of uh, like any kind of job that you have. Like you're going to have an asshole boss that you have to deal with. Like until you get to the point to where you enjoy what your what your career is, and most people never get to that point. Or you have people you know? that are you have people that aren't fucking heartless. You have people that understand. Like when I came to the job, and I remember that when I got the, when I came back to the, the the job I'm at now, and I'm I'm at this company, and I came in, I was like, oh wow, you know what? Uh, I I started in May, and I was like, hey, listen, in in two months, I've already I I gotta go, I got I got the, I got San Diego, and I'm gone for a week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, so um, I don't have enough leave right now for this. Can I go in the hole? And they're like, oh yeah, fine, whatever, go. Yeah. Yeah. That that most jobs that never happens. Yeah, that never happens. Like you. Yeah. Like oh no 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 you're new you got it. Mm-mm. Nope. You got to wait until you get your leave. My job was like oh no no go in the you know go in the hole. You, all you got to do is get you, all you got to do is get an approval. Get approval by your manager and most of them are just like yeah go. We'll be fine. Bruh, Make sure I only had a week of PTO for my daughter's uh um uh, birth. Ridiculous. I got one week of maternity leave as a father. If I was if if I was a mother, obviously I would have had a month, which is still ridiculous. Um, but I I got a week, and I was I had to go right back. So again, it comes down to, and I don't understand why people don't understand this. If you treat your workers with respect and make them happy, they're gonna be like again going back to why I I don't mind if I have to like. There have been times this week, like I'm sometimes I end up working a little bit longer than I probably should, and I'm dry. I'm definitely driving way longer than I than than I would have for any other job. Reason why is I actually love my job. All the people I work with, I actually like them. This is something new. You guys, have, if you listen to me on the chain, you guys know I normally don't like my coworkers. Normally, I to say I'm or, shocked. Not even not even I like them. It's not. It's like I normally don't interact with my coworkers. I don't care about the job. It's like it's just a job. I'm like, I'm now looking at like. Oh, I have a career. I have a career path. I actually get to get my shit together, right? And it's because why I'm compensated for the work I do. I'm constantly being told, hey, you're doing a great job. Like, I changed product. My old product gave me a fucking plaque. And I'm just like, that's going to make me cry. Like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't feel like I did anything. <laughs> it's like, when you, but when you treat people like that, they're going to be happy. They'll stay that extra hour without you even. You're not, here's the thing. You won't have to ask them to stay the extra hour. They'll stay on their own because they're like, oh, no, 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 no. You know what? I'm going to get this thing done, you know? Exactly. And they also know. Or, or, go ahead. Or even if you're in retail or something like that, and you, they'll see, you'll see, like, it, it, it's more likely I'm going to stay if I see 50 people in there because I like the people I'm around, and I like this job, and I understand, like, oh, man, I want to help these people out. And I, I'm not going to leave them. And I know that if that one day when I have a dinner appointment and I want to come in late, you're going to be able to be like, yeah, you know what? Take two hours. Or, hey, exactly. you know what? Leave a little early. Like when, when, when people can feel that they have that ability there, they're gonna they're gonna do more work for you. It's just it's a simple fact. And I don't understand why we need it. We we don't need studies on this. You don't need to talk about this. It's like this is fucking normal. It's like treat people like you're fucking human beings and oh miraculously, <laughs> they act normal. They they wanna help out. They wanna stay around. They wanna be they wanna be impactful. You know? It's like what, what the fuck? That's how you that's how you solve it. You know, you actually care about your workers and your employees. 
I mean, just just you you care about the the people that are managing your employees as well, right? Like it, you 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 care about who's in charge of these people that's leading them, because a lot of times management only sees numbers. So if you're an asshole, but you got all the numbers in the world, management is going to look at it and be like, okay, this guy obviously is effective, or this person is obviously effective. In reality, you might be a great salesman, but you might be a terrible boss. Mm-hmm. And like, I know people that are like God awful salesmen or God awful, like people person, people, but they're great bosses, you know, like they understand. And it, I, I just believe the companies need to come from the top down and like really invest in everything, you know, and, and that's how you keep it successful. Um, but I've yet to find a company that does that. So. If you invest in your people, if you invest in your, in your workers, you, every study shows that companies that invest in their workers do so much better. Companies that give generous, generous leave policies, companies that have generous maternity and paternity leave policies, companies that offer benefits and discounts and, and, and opportunities for their, for their workers and education opportunities for the workers. Like I get $10,000 a year for education. I don't have to pay back. I have to, I have to stay after I get it. I have to stay there for two years, but I get $10,000 every year for education. Loans is kind of, it can be a work benefit. stuff. they gave, I, I have, I've, I have free access because our company has a partnership with Udemy. I've I, I was buying the Udemy thing until I found out my company has free access to all the Udemy, Udemy thing. So I can, I can take wow. the courses for like AWS courses, any other, any other fucking courses that are on, on Udemy. I can get free access to that shit. It's like, dog, what? Like, when you do that, like, I ain't going nowhere. Like, you mean, I can, yeah, I, can like, <laughs> I can do whatever I want. I can learn. I can grow in the company. You take an interest in me and you, like, I can, uh, I can like, education. The people that, like, the people that suck at your company probably get highlighted, right? Like, they get mm-hmm. attention shown to them to try and help them, like, uh, prevail in the end. And a lot of companies just, like, they throw you to the wolves. Like, all right, I taught you what I need to teach you. Get out right. there and make me some money. Right. It's not about that. It's about people. When you, when you, when you treat your people like that, then you, you get better for that. And, and I, I, it drives me crazy when I see people who, one, don't do that, or people who start thinking that that shouldn't be the norm. When people start seeing, when I start seeing articles like this one, people start seeing like being an asshole or working over 40. Fuck that. I ain't working over 40 hours a week. And if I am, then next week I'm working less. I'm taking that hours I worked extra the week before from my week the next week. So if I work 48 hours last week, I'm working 32 this week. Like, it ain't, I ain't, you ain't getting free hours out of me. Especially if I ain't getting overtime. I'm salary, so I ain't getting overtime. Oh, no, nigga. <laughs> well, my day's over. My day's over. <laughs> yeah, like, I ain't, I ain't got it. I'm sorry. Right. I ain't, got, I ain't it. got it. I ain't got it. You know, ain't, ain't fucking happening. Um, it's, it's something else similar to this one. It's just like, why are you guys being so dumb? San Francisco billionaire gives thirty million dollars to study homelessness. Wait, he gives it to who? Like he just gave it as a study? He didn't just like <sighs> make something for homeless people? <laughs> like, <laughs> like. God damn it. A San Francisco billionaire donating $30 million to the University of California, San Francisco, 
Isn't the same? Isn't that that's the same university that was in the was getting the donations from? You know, I'm not even gonna do this. I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna. You know what? I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. Um, hey man, deep. Actually, deep no, I feel you, brother. That, that that no, you know what? That was USC. This is University of California. It's different. So there you go. It's not okay. the same. Not the same California University. Uh, to research root causes of homelessness and potential solutions. How about the fact that you're a fucking billionaire? Yeah. <laughs> like you could your solution is you have a lot of money. <laughs> like, instead of instead of taking the thirty million dollars and like building housing, which pretty much the root cause of homelessness. Um well, I mean, first of all, it's San Francisco. So there's it's full. Like there's nowhere to build house. Like that's that's one of the correct have you been to San Francisco lately? No. I've been to San Francisco. It's, no. You say what? No, San Diego, but San Diego's have its own little housing crisis down there. Right. It's really like fucking escape from LA. <laughs> like it's it's wild how many people are in that damn city at one time. Sales, Salesforce CEO Mark uh, Benoff, is a city native, has embraced homelessness as a philanthropic philanthropic cause, pumping millions into 2018 city measure to tax wealthy companies to pay for homeless services. The five-year initiative, funded by the, uh, Benoff and his wife Leanne. Uh, will conduct an academic study, research, uh, academic research, and prove, provide testimony and fact sheets and train people who have been homeless as expert, expert speakers. The UCSF uh, uh, Benoff Homelessness and Housing Initiative will be part of the U- UCS, um, U- UCSF Center for Vulnerable, Vulnerable Populations, led by Dr. Uh, Margaret Kershaw. Here's the thing. You don't need to study for this. You know what it is. Housing prices have risen. Wages have not risen. Wealthies, like this billionaire, are not paying their fair, fair share in taxes. So uh, also, cities and governments are and not. And also we, also, we dump our um, people with mental health issues on the ground. We well, just throw yeah, them on the well, street. Well, yeah. Like we, here's the thing. It goes back to what was in Davos and you had all those rich billionaires, even like Bill Gates, who didn't want to understand why, they need, why taxes need to be raised and saying it's not a tax issue. It is. Like, this goes, I, and I got somebody trying to argue with me with this online. I was like, I really wish you guys wouldn't for something like this. And I was like, we need to stop making it seem like anything, anytime. We need to stop making it seem like a government paying for basic services using your tax money is socialism. It's not. So how the government is supposed to fucking work, right? We pay taxes and we pay our taxes into this giant, you know, uh, pool of money. So the government is supposed to use and then dole out common service and pay for common services. What has been happening is the government takes a lot of that money and puts it into the military, which, by the way, then gets, quote-unquote, uh, socialism services themselves, like health care and housing and things like that. But the rest of us don't get it, right? This is why when I'm driving on the road, the roads are fucking terrible. I was complaining about this other day about how here in Maryland, uh, they're looking at, uh, D.C. looking to do a study on... Um, on uh, adding some toll roads in, in D.C. to alleviate traffic. And I'm like, and the doctor pointed this out too, and it's one of my pet peeves is tolls are not, toll roads are not supposed to alleviate traffic. Toll roads are supposed to pay for the roads because they're a tax relief. You're not using it to do that anymore. You're using it as a way to, as you, you're saying, to, to alleviate congestion, but that's not what they were meant to do. Right. 
You're just finding another way to do taxes. So we taxes have become a, a bad word. And again, this goes down to the Republicans using taxes to become a bad word and socialism become a bad word. And people have misconstrued what socialism is, right? Like, that's not what any of this is. Having universal health care and universal health care services, it's not socialism. It's not. It's having not. Yeah. having basic housing for for home for homeless people or helping to alleviate the homeless problem by giving people a basic a, a basic way that's not socialism we should have the money for doing this stuff you should have the money for this but you don't cuz where are you putting the money at you're putting the money well, into a 30 million dollar study to do this where you put the money uh, 30 million dollars into uh improving uh health and human services well, it said housing initiative. So is it is it some type of other program that we're just not hearing? Like, because I'm just hoping, I'm, I'm, I'm trying it's, to see the good in people but and this, hopefully. But, it, but no, but this, seeing, is, but this is what they do. This, this, is, this is a five-year initiative funded by the thing that just does research and provides t- testimony and, and fact sheets on why people are homeless. That's what this is, and train people as expert speakers. You're not actually solving the problem you're just doing a lot of fluff. We know what the fucking problem is. The problem is, you know, the city is not focused on building that kind of stuff. You're not, like, I, I, I you're not interested in doing, like, Rogue can probably talk more about this. I know she's in San Diego. Uh, but, like, every time I go to San Diego, last few years, I've just noticed the homeless problem. And when you don't live there, it's stark. Because you're like, why does everybody just pretend like the homeless aren't there? They're clearly right. here. There's clearly a person laid out in the middle of this park, and people are just playing frisbee around him. What the fuck? This yeah. this street clearly smells like piss because the homeless have no bathrooms, and so they pee on the street or I, they 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 shit on the street because you haven't put bathrooms. Yeah. There. And so there 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 are actual apps, and this is the this it's horrible that they're even trying to monetize it this way. But there are apps out there that will tell you how much shit is on the San Francisco street. It's like human feces tracker, some crazy shit like that. Like, it's ridiculous, man. You could like, solve this by building public bathrooms that you keep clean. And that would give... I mean, so even... Uh, it, it doesn't solve the homeless problem, but at least gives them a place to clean up. Gives them a place to go to the bathroom. But they'll come up with some reason why they don't want to do that. You know? And so what well, happens be, is... Because every, every city wants to be a destination city, right? Like, you want to you wanna make sure your city looks the best so that people will come and invest in your city. Right? Like, that's... that's the, the, especially with these bigger places. Like, San Diego, I could definitely see them just trying to sweep homeless people under a bridge somewhere until their big events are over. Absolutely. Well, and, and so, and that's what happens. People are hard. And that's what happens, right? It's like you, 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 you make. And I know what San, I know what these places do. You take away the service. You take away the places where homeless people can go. And then you force your white residents to be disgusted by what they're seeing. So then they start pushing for ways to clean it up, and it basically means pushing the homeless people out. So you take away the right. so you take away first you take away affordable housing like the housing in, in San Diego is fucking ridiculous right, um, you take away the affordable housing so then you force people on the street, 
then you take away the bathrooms, you take away any of the public services that people can use that would keep them clean so they have to live on the street. And then something happens. Either, uh, either people are just disgusted by the sight of them, or, you know, when you push people out into being desperate, desperate things happen. Violence happens. Violence comes. And so then there becomes the, the studies and the, the outrage and, oh, we have to do something about this. We got to get them off the street where you then, then criminalize them even further. Like, that is what the cycle is. And that's what San Diego's doing. I'm, I'm looking at this going like, oh, you guys are just waiting because you're waiting until something blows up so you can finally get rid of them because we talk about this every year we come back from San, Di- San, San, uh, San Diego where it's like, there are a lot of homeless people and they don't seem to be doing anything about it at all. Like, and I, when I say do something about it, I don't mean like kill them or remove them or let them die. Like, there was that thing about they're just letting the homeless people just die. That's the only thing too yeah, I've seen. That was, that was I, I think I would sit on the recent show. The thing now is they're letting they're they're just hoping to run the clock out and that homeless people will just die, and so you just kill them off. You have to do anything. Do you know how inhumane that even sounds like? Should, to to even think that somebody said that. And didn't like wasn't saying it as some kind of dark oh, humor. Oh, but the like, thing, they, really... they didn't say it. They don't say it, but it's happening. So it's, it's one of the oh, things that yeah. you don't talk about it, but you know it's happening, but you don't say anything. Like you know that you're getting less and less homeless people, and you tout the idea that you're getting less and less homeless. But you're not telling the fact that well, the reason why you get less and less homeless is because death rates among homeless r- r- rose. It's fudging the numbers. It's fudging the numbers. So you can tout that you're actually doing something. And so you can do something like have a $30 million study that doesn't actually do shit and say, see, we put $30 million towards uh, fixing the homeless problem. But, and, then, and then in a few years, at the end of five years, go, oh, yeah, our numbers are down. But you don't want to realize that the numbers went down because some of those people just died and you didn't replace them with new homeless people. Right. Right. Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. I do have a good story. Uh, I'll end on this one. Cause was there anything sure else? You do. I, sure you do. Uh, no, sure it, you this do. is actually a good one. It actually is a good one. I'm, you know what? I'm not even going to do the Great Moments of White Privilege today. I'm going to do this one. This is a good story. We'll end on this one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the headline's going to sound like it's bad, but it's not. When I, I Trust me, just, just stick with me when I read this whole story. A homeless Oakland couple moved into a $4 million Piedmont home. Then, the call, then came the calls to the police. Um, so this couple, uh, black couple, uh, Greg Dunstan and Maria McKenzie live in Oakland streets for almost 10 years, pushing carts among their belongings and sleeping in the doorways of Alameda County, uh, County building. But for the past three months, the couple has been living among the wealthy on a nearly $4 million property in one of the Bay area's most exclusive neighborhoods in Piedmont. The homeowner, uh, Terrence McGrath, who is white, did something few in his position dared to do. He opened his door to homeless people in need. Poor black homeless huh. people in a mostly white, rich neighborhood. Dunson and McKenzie are more than, more than turning heads whenever they venture out onto the sidewalks of the Hampton Road. He's 61 with a stooped walk, and she's 53 with a slight limb. They're pr- prompting phone calls to local police. My officers are, are very familiar with who's living in the house and what the homeowner's trying to do. The Piedmont Police, uh, uh, police Captain uh, Chris Mahone, uh, 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 Monahan said, told me. When police have called, we've not even, we, we're not even responding. We've called them and said, oh no, those people that live in that house, the homeowner's trying to help them. McGrath, who is white, read about the couple in a column I wrote in January. I shared their story of survival and hope. When I met them, they camped in a doorway in the Alameda County Probation Office in Broadway, in, Broadway in Oakland. But peaceful, peaceful nights of sleep were, far and few, uh, far, were few because street life 
The threats, the fights, the retaliation can be loud for people who want to avoid that kind of noise. Dunstan had always been on the lookout for thieves looking to prey on the weak. They packed everything they owned their entire lives into two utility carts before the, the, before the building opened in the morning. They warily pushed the carts everywhere they went, spending most of their days near Jack, Jack Logan Square before beginning to settle down for the night. McGrath uh, arranged to meet the couple in a downtown calf, cafe where uh, it was there that he saw their cart tucked into a nearby corner, and that's when he knew that letting them move, into, move in was the right thing to do. He was living in a 4,500-square-foot home on a tree-lined street. His daughters, his daughters had gone off to college, and he had an empty in-law unit with a separate kitchen, entrance, and bathroom. But the couple weren't sure about moving to Piedmont was a good idea. They were a little bit anxious about, the, uh, about it right from the start, partly because of the neighborhood, their friend John uh, Ramey told me. Uh, Piedmont is a city approximately of 11,000 residents that's surrounded by Oakland. That's surrounded by Oakland. According to the 2010 census, 74, 74% of the residents are white, 80% are Asian. Less than 2% of the residents are black. The median home value is $2.3 million, according to Zillow. Uh, Raymond, who befriended the couple at Jack Logan Square two years ago and, and sometimes paid to put them up in hotels during bad weather, knows them to move to Piedmont. It was hard for them to believe that someone they didn't know who had more money than they could ever imagine wanted to help them. But what did McGrath want in return? Nothing, McGrath told me. McGrath, six, who was 60 years old, was raised in St. Helena in Napa County. He was one of nine children, and he told me his family was poor and on welfare for a significant period of time. To, today, McGrath is a real estate developer and investor. The UC Berkeley graduate is a founder of McGrath Properties, was focused on acquisition and development of properties in East Bay. The company renovated a nine-story building in Clay Street in downtown Oakland that was a former headquarter for PG&E. And is one of the developers of a 24-story, 402-unit high-rise uh, apartment building going, going up feet from a MacArthur BART station. Ask McGrath why he let people off the street live with him. It's helping them. It's helping me bring. It's helping me bring. It's helping bring me back to my roots as a young kid. I cannot avoid the responsibility I have have to life around me. I have a personal obligation to take responsibility when I see injustices, and to me, this is a clear injustice. Uh, Raymond drove McKenzie and Dunson to McGrath's house for a tour on January twenty third. I watched McKenzie rub rub an arthri- arthritic wrist as we sat down in McGrath's living room. That filled with a, with a captivating sculptures and painting. McKenzie was excited about the, the in-laws' suite, the in-laws' unit's bathroom. As a shower and a tub, McKenzie happily said happily. He also has a stove and a mini fridge. McGrath has moved his king-size bed into the unit before the couple moved in February first. He also did something else. McGrath sent Piedmont Police Chief Jeremy Browser an email about his new house guest. I'm letting you know in case Piedmont PD gets a call about an African American couple walking in a neighborhood around Hampton in L.A. And LaSalle, he wrote to Bowers on February 4th. His neighborhood of 23 years lived up to his expectation. The first call to the police came two or three days after the couple moved in. Across the street from the grass, there are steps that connect to the sidewalk to the street. McKenzie, who uh, has scoliosis, likes to sit, uh, sit on the steps to smoke cigarettes. And occasionally, she smokes marijuana. It's also where they catch the AC Transit number 33 bus. According to police, neighbors complain about the smell of marijuana in some of the calls. McKenzie now smokes in the backyard. On March 21st, McGrath got a call from a woman representing the neighborhood association who says she was concerned about the situation. She told McGrath that the neighbors feared for the safety of the school kids. If you say hello to them, they can actually say hello to you back, McGrath said. We called telling the woman. He was still fired up when I talked to him the next day. I sleep under the same roof, roof uh, said McGrath, whose two daughters, age 23 and 20, stay at his house when they're home away from college. It's my home. This is just to reaffirm that this absolutely has to happen. This week marks three months since they've lived in the in-law suite on McGrath's property. It feels good to be inside for three months, McKenzie said on a recent day. Uh, it's like, it, it, I like it up there, but the situation, she bowed her head before finishing the sentence. I got a lump in my throat. When they lived in the street in downtown Oakland, they were invisible, mostly. 
No one really saw them. Now it was different. Dunson and McKenzie are usually dressed in jeans and oversized t-shirts. They both laugh a lot and they have friendly faces, but they can't blend in. One of the major obstacles to solving homelessness is how many people see the un- as how people see the how many people see the unhoused if they see them at all. If they see them at all. Yes, there are homeless people with significant problems, but not all of them are addicted to drugs, stealing everything in sight to sustain a crippling habit. Now, all homeless people suffer from mental illness, screaming incoherently in car- at cars and people. Now, all pe- homeless people are beggars. So, yeah. So, th- like, this to me. I, okay. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, see, I told hold you. I had a good one. Hold on. Don't, don't give me hope. Yeah, see, I told you. I, I you know I'm not going to go with anything else. Everything. No, but I've read this and I thought it was a good story. I mean, the fact that McGrath even yeah. called the police up front. That's like, what I'm impressed by. I'm like, no, that's how you ally, yeah. yo. That's how you ally. That's when you know, you know your neighborhood. You know your neighbors are trash. You know they're going to complain because they see these, these two black people around here. So you call the police up front. And then shout out to the, not, I don't want to shout out to the police, but like, good on the police knowing the situation and being like, yeah, we're not coming out there. We know who those people are. Right. They live there. That's fine. They're, as far as we're concerned, they're residents. We're not. We're not. We're not even gonna. We're not even gonna make this into a situation. No. Good on everybody on that. That on that respect for doing what should happen more often, right? You know, this person's like, yo, I have, I have the space. I have an in-law suite. Yeah, I'm impressed by the whole situation. Yeah, me too. Like, huh? Now, no, people get to get along. Now, of course, in three months, when I find out this man is really just using them to to do like bum fights or something like that, I'm gonna come back wait, and take it all wait, away. Yeah. Right. You know, or or the Patreon, he got another Patreon for him. Right, 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 right. All in on the scam again. I, I, I'm not, I'm not completely letting my guard down on this one because I've seen, I've seen how this shit goes. But still, yeah, you we, know, we just did one that Patreon scam like last year. Yeah, well, the, it was a Patreon scam. It was um even the one with the uh the kid. Remember the the, the photo of the kid that was hugging the police officer? Turns out that yeah, that was the, yeah, that was terrible. They were they were they they killed them kids. It's like so. Listen, I'm, I'm I'm on I'm on I'm on edge. I'm still on edge, but I'll take it for what it is for right now. So goodness. Um, yeah, man, I think I'm I'm, I'm, I'm gonna end it there. So you know, not even any great moments and white privilege this year. This this week, although I think the beginning of this podcast was kind of like a great moments and white privilege. Yeah, I was about to say you got it off anyway. I got it. I got it <laughs> off anyway. It's like, you know what? You know what? Every day is a great moment and white privilege. Touche. That is yeah. very, that is very true. Yo, uh, hey man, what you got coming over there with Black House Shots, man? So we are doing our Game of Thrones recaps right now, kind of easing back into it. I was off for a little bit. Um, then we have uh, Nerd Off. Well, <laughs> Nerd Off I do on Friday. We're out on them, no. Um, we do a room review, so I've been doing a couple of room uh, recaps, and then I got my video game show coming out. So just be on the lookout. We got a bunch of, bunch of shit. You know me. It's always something moving. Cool, you cool, know, cool. So. Um, here on the network, uh, yeah, so, uh, The Flash and Legend of Tomorrow are going to be recorded with Arrow tomorrow, so we get all three of those reviews coming, uh, tomorrow afternoon, uh, as well as, um, the follow-up to our, our Iron Man character corner, we're going to be doing a, uh, on his armor, so it'll be like a short, like, I'm hoping for 30 minutes, home is only take us 30 minutes to get through that real quick, um, and then uh, already on premium is the in-game uh, spoiler route. I believe Shannon and the West Coast Avengers are doing uh, their own. Uh, the, I think they're recording that one tomorrow. Also, I don't know the date, but I'm going to say, I'm going to call it right now and say Wednesday will be the in-game mailbag. So you get some time to email us in about your in-game stuff and we'll read it on the character corner. We'll do a special mailbag. I'm thinking Wednesday, but I got to talk with Deep Palm about that. So 
Um, but yeah, folks, we got a lot of stuff coming on. Uh, and if you want those mailbags, you got to go to Super Tuesday Recap. If you want the Iron Man ar- uh, armor episode, you got to go on Character Corner. Those are only going on the feeds for those shows. They're not going to be on the main MTR Network feed. So get in the habit. Again, I tell people all the time, get in the habit of subscribing to each of the individual shows so you don't miss an episode. Um, yeah, folks. Uh, again, thank you guys very much for listening. And Aaron, thank you very much for joining me. And until next time, we are out of here. Peace. <laughs>